This Week in League is brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile's League Live, the ultimate NRL app for league fans putting the NRL at your fingertips. News, scores, TV viewing schedules, match day information and more. Search for Sportsmate in the App Store or Google Play to download League Live today. Ooh, good stats. This Week in League, Corey Norman and James Sigiaro misunderstand the concept of an NRL spine by tapping into opposite ends of the same one. Gentrification running rampant in Redfin as Paul Carter is evicted for being a drunken degenerate. At least Dylan Walker didn't punch something that resulted in an AVO. And we preview all the action for round 19 of the 2016 NRL season. All that and more this week in League. Welcome to episode 230 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. Welcome again to all our new listeners and the old ones, but thanks for stopping by, new guys, and uh, don't forget, if you're a new listener and you're on Twitter, give us a shout, or Facebook, give us a shout, and uh, we'll get to all nation to show you some love, get you some followers and that sort of thing. Um, got a message from uh, Anth Cagiano, that's at A-N-T-H-C-A-G-I-A-N-O, and uh, sends a tweet, said, hey guys, awesome podcast, thank you sir, who do you think are the most overrated slash underrated in the NRL, PS Go The Raiders? Fuck, that's a massive meaty question right mm. there. And uh, I don't like to look too much at these things before we start recording as well. So it's one of those ones where you can put them in the spot and you're like, oh, what the fuck? Yeah, thanks for the early warning, yeah. fucking prick. Um, yeah. Overrated players. Can I, can I just throw it out there? Yes. There's different levels of overratedness. Like, there's for obviously example. players who have, or sorry, you know, underratedness in this case. Yeah. There's players who are in the origin teams or people think should be in the origin teams there's that level yeah of under and overratedness yeah and then there's those players who who don't get any sort of so they don't get any credit at all yeah. but they're not world beaters but they're, yeah. yeah let's just say that they're ones that like for example I think that in terms of glory I think someone like Gavin Cooper is pretty underrated yep he's the one that immediately springs to mind which is hilarious because he's not even from my team um Whew. You know, the, overrated. Clearly, fucking Blake Ferguson's overrated. Oh yeah, he's I overrated. think I think Dugan's overrated. No. I think like you. You want to talk about? You remember um, Dave Simmons? He used to play for Perth. Yeah, yeah. Like he he was close to the leading try scorer one year. Yeah. Yeah. Given he was a, a winger and had to catch a ball and catch fall, ball over. fall over the line. Yeah. Um, but will as good wingers do will never ever be be mentioned in any sort of great try scorer capacity. There's that sort of underratedness. He's not underrated in the eyes of the Lord, though. No, he's not. <laughs> he's one of God's special children. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking for like a religious song to hum, but I don't know any. <laughs> All I could think of is that uh, that uh, George Harrison, Hari Hari, my sweet. Really want to see. You just imagine him like scoring one of those diving tries going, he got the whole world in his hands. Jeremiah was a boy. <laughs> he ran close to the sideline. Um, Did a big flip over the opposite number and planted it over the line. <laughs> Try to the boys. <laughs> Oh, God. Um, look, I, I think there's, there's a, you, a lot of your forwards, I think, are at, at risk of being underrated. 
Um, but the other thing is, these days, the minute a player shows any sort of talent, yep. they're instantly the next someone. Yeah, so in this um, day and age, maybe maybe underrated is, is, not, is not possible and it's overrated is underrated. the yeah. Like there's been a lot of talk recently about Croker overrated. Yeah, well, underrated. I, I think he is. I think you're right. I think he's underrated. Moreland Moreland's overrated. It's a, it's a, I mean, I think it's pretty much a, 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 this this year. If not, Mike's else, not muted this week. That was proved. just stunned silence. <laughs> <laughs> That's. I mean, yeah, he's and he's only going to prove it more tomorrow night. <laughs> Let's be real. Starting yeah, at five eight for fuck's sake. Jesus fuck. Um, they really just want to kill that kid. They just want to kill his his entire fucking vibe. Yeah, and just destroy him as a player. Just turn him to a shell. It is what. <laughs> it's like um, that Dan Aykroyd movie where he changed places with Eddie Murphy. <laughs> Trade it, if you will. Yes. Um, all for some bet. There's like there's, yeah, Gus and everyone else are just saying, what can we do to this fucking kid? He's like, we see him as future captain captain material. We see him as a as a young Darren Lockyer, if you will. So what we want to do is try putting through the sum total of, of struggles and trials that Darren Lockyer achieved over his entire career in the space of a year or two. Like he's, prob- he's probably got a fucking intellectual disability and they've just thrown a jersey on him and said, no, 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 you're the next Lockyer. <laughs> um, look, uh, Ryan James was, was underrated until everyone realised that, holy fuck, he's leading the Dally M count. Yeah, and he proceeded to shit the bed <laughs> almost immediately yeah. after. He should never have read that paper. <laughs> um... I think Paul Gallen, Paul Gallen's an interesting one. He is extremely overrated in now. his mythos. He's not necessarily overrated as a second rower or as a prop yep, yep, from just yep. getting in there and getting the job done. Yep. But he's overrated in terms that he can carry teams or states on his back. You know. That yeah, but I mean, who says who says he can? And anyway, though, that's the Wait, thing. Till, till before this year. He was the saviour. It was him. He was going to take the fight to Queensland. He was going to lead the way. He was going to... It, it took 11 fucking years for all of a sudden people to go, you know, why are you here? <laughs> this should be tight, so... But, uh, yeah. No, good question. Here's your thoughts. And else, yeah, get, on, yeah. get on Twitter and, and let us know who, who do you think the, the most overrated and uh, and underrated players are. Well, here's, some, here's some, some weird fucking takes too, like ones that are, you know... That uh, we we wouldn't necessarily think of mm. easily. Got mm. um, one from uh, at fat hairy lazy, all spelled the way you would think. And he says, "Just started listening. I like the cut of your jib. Good to hear another Penrith fan." So he's talking to you. But I mean, fat hairy lazy. I like the cut of his jib, quite frankly. <laughs> you fit right in here, sir. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Sound like our kind of people. Um, Except. <laughs> You could know. hear another Penrith fan, and then probably the second he finished typing this, he couldn't hear you for like ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and you stare intently at the fucking control box. For your I'm, I'm holding, I'm holding it in my hand this week just to make sure. <laughs> Don't bump it. <laughs> um, mailbag Twitter Luke Shark seventy four said after years of being scared by news headlines linked to a Sydney NRL club, you guys have made my easy, my life easy. Thanks at the Para Eels. <laughs> Well done. That's true. As a Sharkies fan too, they did have their, uh, their, 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 well, I guess, what am I talking about? The entire history of the club. Uh, Devon Head. And he's, 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 just to be clear, he's actually addressed this to both players in question. I'm, I'm substituting their names. Can't Sigiaro and Corey Norman play finger cuffs in the privacy of their own home without sex best wanting to see it? 
And uh, yeah, we were actually talking about this. We'll talk about the story more. We'll get to this. Can, I, can I just yep. point out something phenomenal about that tweet? Sigiaro actually followed him after the, the conclusion of it. I think. It has a big old red heart on yep. Siggy's timeline. Yep, yep. So, I mean, well, you know, it was it, like, I, I love Trotters. We go way back. But, I mean, it was one of those dick-sucking tweets where you, you're saying something wonderful about the people and you're including them in it. So, it's like... What oh, you, yeah. You, what do you want out of it? You want, you want to get that heart. Yeah. Or you want to get a follow yeah. you know, something. And we all know what CGR will do with an easy lay. Yeah, exactly. Pork on his fork. Um, Giannis underscore Mateus. So, talking about the finally, the, the, the hammer came down on the eels. You know, do, does that mean the eels lose the ninth title, 12 points, and adult male performer award all in one year? <laughs> Possibly. Ma underscore Aaron, he said, I'm no stats man. But this year on This Week in League, the mentions of counting crows is down by 832%. <laughs> Hashtag, new dad paved paradise, put up a parking plot. <laughs> oh, that's uh, because the counting crows are shit. This is a refreshing take for the and show. And I don't need to wear flannelette shirts and pretend I'm sad to convince women to sleep with me like it's the early 90s. Yep. Like, the writing was always on the wall. Like, Mr. Jones came out and they just played the same chord progression. <laughs> say, and there was no ebb and flow in the, so- no ebb yeah. and flow in the song. It was They're just... like a hungover Nirvana. Yeah. <laughs> Not that I was ever a big Nirvana fan, but... It was like another, another song was on my shit list as well. It was like, Learn to Fly. Like, we bring out Nirvana. Like, yeah, Foo Fighters, like, Learn to Fly. Same boring chord progression. Yeah. Like, there's no yeah. like, ebb and flow to it or yeah. anything. Like, it doesn't build anything. Yeah. It's just, just there. In the bin with all of it. Mm. Melt the vinyl. Mm. Erase them from the public record. Paraman Mark II. <laughs> I just want to just, we'll address this all in one go. Did anyone else have issues hearing Jay on the Twill Potty? Uh, follow uh, Spasmenort. What's with the sound this week? Have you got Farrah doing the editing? Ash Silence is golden. Uh, Timmy McIntyre. At I'm Tim McIntyre. More eps with Jay's mic turned off or turned down low. <laughs> and, uh, and, um, oh, Mr. McIntyre. Yes. You are fucking hilarious. I really hope that you're ripping off other people's jokes. Because if the quality of your stand-up is anything like the shit that comes out on Twitter that's your original stuff, you're in need of some very, very serious help. What you, what you mean to say is we love you, Timmy. You've been a very staunch supporter of the show for many, many years and look forward to your comedy set that you're going to do for us at El Loco at the end of the year. It better be a fucking rip-off of a Seinfeld routine or a Chris Rock routine. <laughs> it looks like Jay's going to be your Just to be fucking one. funny. <laughs> Jay's going to get some fucking tacos into him and start heckling and shit. <laughs> a couple of Coronas. <laughs> do they still serve glass bottles in Sydney? Uh, as far as I remember, I, I was yeah, drink last year drinking a glass pint and everything yeah, yeah. No, I'm pretty sure it was class yeah. yeah good learn to dance motherfucker <laughs> probably that fucking movie that casualties of war with Sean Penn and Michael J Fox <laughs> shoot that one leg at Viet Cong <laughs> that's what I think of when I think of dance motherfucker <laughs> uh, at Occupy Duckburg just caught Jay say we referring to the Panthers <laughs> big bronies lost and he's jumped to his second team already Ash history repeats I don't know what it is about this fucking co-pilot seat. Hang on, was he? Was that like a a troll t- tweet, or is he seriously thinking that I'm a Broncos fan and said we about the Panthers? A, a troll tweet from Mup? Surely you jest. I know. I, it's hard to tell. <laughs> it's hard to tell. Hashtag yeah. sarcastic on it next time. Yeah. Well, it didn't, it, yeah. It's like with the history of with history, Mup. You, you you were to know what was you know the way you were supposed to respond to that. Okay. Yeah. It was a troll tweet. You were saying that you were a Broncos fan first. 
like Lenny's. Penrith fans second. Yeah, okay. Like Lenny's with the Tigers. Yeah. Again, low hanging fruit, but you know, well done. <clears throat> low hanging fruit for you is X Factor. <laughs> <laughs> Bullshit. That's sitting um, on the ground. Half yeah. rotted fruit. <laughs> yes, but it's still sweet. The, it's the black of the fermented. The black of the berry is sweet as the juice. <laughs> Tater underscore chips. Pretending to watch TV to avoid group conversation, but listening to this week in league instead. I think she missed the quotes around group conversation. Mm. I think she was like Maddie Johns in it. Ah, okay. That's fair too. I mean, you know, I guess. Mikey Smokes, Warriors have a pretty good squad as far as lack of scumbags go. So that that goes to our our conversation last week where we were talking about the you know, teams that have you know yeah yeah offenders of various things in there. Yep. And yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to think about it. I mean, they got rid of the legend who who got a gobby on the run, and he's you know, which is just it's like a that's actually a cross against them, but. Um, the gobby's not the scummy thing. As, you know, as no, it's not the scummy at all. The before. scummy thing was firing him and demoted him to reserve grade for most of the season no, this no, year. No, no, no. We were talking about before. The actual offence was Snapchatting while driving. <clears throat> yeah, but even so, it's not like he ran over anybody. <laughs> like, it was a hypothetical offence. <laughs> like, yeah. like, yeah, it could have gone very wrong and he could have ploughed into like a fucking pedestrian crossing outside of school. <laughs> I fucking hate it for you to be the prosecutor if they'd have caught the 9-11 people before they got on the plane. <laughs> Fuck. Well, I dare, I dare say that they, what you, it's a hypothetical attack. Yeah, but they act, that was an actual attack, and they actually had the intention to do that as well. I mean, all Connie had the the intention to do was busting it up inside inside Blakely's mouth. So, his, his intention wasn't to plow into school or bust a bus load of children or something like that. Because I mean, you know, that would be crazy. Um, Mister Underscore Wars from Kensington, London, according to Twitter geolocation. Do we have to listen to Jay while we have sex? It's weird. And that's uh, his girlfriend on him trying to be time efficient while on holiday. That's phenomenal. It's a birthday today. Happy birthday. Yeah, you get to listen, you get to have I sex just to about, Jay again. I was just about to say your name, but I thought I'd better not, just in case. <laughs> just in case you're terribly ashamed of any. Um, but uh, Sam, now right now is where you need to uh, get your earbuds or, um, or something. You've seen private parts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, just in unison, we'll, we'll get the old. <laughs> there you go. That should be enough. Yeah. <laughs> if she tolerates, if she tolerates Sam being around, we just she requires a low bar, low requirements. It must be a change than him, you know, screaming, "Call me Robert De Costello! Call me Robert De Costello!" So, want to get him? Want to get him? Yeah, if only he was a marathon runner in the sh- between the sheets. <laughs> but yeah, look, you know, Sam, that's fine, Sam. You can you can listen to us. I mean, I urge everyone. You can definitely listen to us. Why? Look, whatever gets them there quicker. Yeah, boy or girl, male or female. And you know what? I even fully condone at your moment of climax to stick your hands in the air and scream out X Factor. This is the one and only that's time. The one and only use. <laughs> the one and only concession to X Factor that you'll ever make. <laughs> Uh, and Matt just walked out on a promotion because in part I wouldn't be able to listen to podcasts Twill could be an addiction <laughs> which I apply <laughs> crazy what are you doing sir <laughs> need to reassess some life decisions there yeah but uh, then he said no well I actually had a trial for you know X amount of time and it just wasn't for me anyway yep. so so that tweet was actually like it was a, it was a well intentioned fucking lie really. nice 
but thank you, sir, for the sentiment. I mean, by all means, yeah, quit your job, smoke weed, and we'll give you, you know, two hours of pleasure a week and how you fill the other hundred hours of, of valid working time. You know, I guess you got to go to Centrelink. There, there are plenty of, uh, you know, public charging spots now because you'll obviously be homeless yeah. and need yeah. to charge your phone somewhere. Yes, yes. Free Wi-Fi. This week in X Factors, the Blue Steelers sent it to me and said, uh, taking over the world, baby, to you. And it's the, uh, the Franklin X Factor Caravan. <laughs> caravan. Um... Our, uh, our, our uh, recently birthed is this week in Cost Jason account <laughs> at TWY Cost Jason that uh, X Factor utility superstar could be on the market. Imagine Jay if his man landed at Penrith and is a, I assume it's out of like League Week or you know one of these. And so the Cowboys have managed to keep most of the big guns from their premiership winning team with the exception of James Tamau. Mm. But I'm hearing they're resigned to losing consistent utility forward Rory Cross Jason for next season. The Knights are desperate for <coughs> up front and leading the race to get Cross Jason on board. Blah, blah, blah. Poor We're up in the, yeah. Poor well, I just think you guys have had all sorts of trouble with nine, though. Oh, if if by you, trouble you mean an injury. You've had trouble, yeah, injury and trouble filling the spot, and then your other number nine's in England now, you know, because he's fucking getting down on gangbangs and, yeah, and associating, associating with low lives. And in hindsight, it was probably a fairly poor decision to release him at that time, wasn't it? <laughs> I think it was. A, I um, think it was a pretty. I, you just gotta wonder how much the clubs knew about this imminent sex tape thing, and and what yeah. really, and and also what's really going on with the the organised crime figures and stuff, because. There are clubs that would are fucking screaming out for like a good night. Yeah, and it, it should have been he should have been able to walk up the three clubs easily. And if, if you're and get if around you somewhere, cast your cast your mind back to you know eighty months ago. Yeah, he he was being touted as a, a Cow- utility for Queensland. Cowboys didn't want to lose him. No, not at all. You know, so and now they've obviously you know they they unearthed Granville. Um, Yep. Yeah, so that was, yep. that was that worked out great for them. But I mean, at the time when he was leaving, no, like, but I'll know. tell you what, above all else, at least he's not Robbie Farah. I prefer him to come to the Panthers and Robbie fucking Farah. Yep. You could not swap like yeah, you could brought Farah over. Gee, that would have been it's just asthmatic. It's just the sort of thing Gus will do too. That would have been tremendous. Um, although Gus is, you know, he's on the shadow on the, the old. The, the Actually, yeah, no, he doesn't so. like Robbie. Okay, yeah. we're safe. So, this week in Luke Dawn, um, boys back, uh, and uh, I hear, I haven't listened to it yet, I'll listen to it when I'm editing, but um, I hear that they've inserted a little something for you this week. So here we go. Really? Bunch of large gents, Tom and Mark here as always, and it's great to be part of the Twill Nation this week in Luke Dawn. And we start on Thursday night. Warrington were 40 points to 14 victors over the Salford Red Devils. Louis Karma truly demonstrated its ability to travel hemispheres and transcend competitions, as Salford's Super League place is now under threat. With Malfi owner Marwan Kukash threatening to the, abandon the club after Salford's six points deduction for past salary cap indiscretions was upheld. On the pitch, it wasn't much better. Sandow's 240-20 kicks and two try assists for Wyatt were almost as important to the result as Salford's flimsy goal line defence was. 
Okay, over at Hull FC, it was Hull 15, Leeds 20. And of course, James Seguero's debut for Leeds confirmed what we all expected, which is that Penrith have got the worst end of the swap deal with Zach Hardacre. Uh, Seguero added <clears throat> X-Factor out of dummy half and was ably supported by some of Leeds' homegrown heroes, rediscovering their past glories. Ryan Hall and Callum Watkins most notably having their first useful performances of 2016. Hull was short of some big game names and some big bodies with Ellis and Pritchard both missing out and an in-game injury to Carlos Tumavave saw them become pretty one-dimensional in attack. Bottom side leads were able to knock Hull FC off top spot in this one. Over on the other side of Hull, Hull KR were 20 points to 19 victors over the Huddersfield Giants. It was a close and tense game between two of Super League's bottom four. Sam Rapera stood tall for the Giants yet again, but it wasn't enough. Ken Seo and Dane Tills were among the leading lights for Rovers as they nicked it, thanks largely to Giants' ill-discipline. Probably a good thing the result came out this way for referee Ben Failer, as it won't be just the concussed Danny Bruff of a sore head after this one. Mitch Orgood and all the Hull KR fans are still scratching their heads after the penalty try Thaler awarded the Giants uh, to give them a lead that they still couldn't hold on to in this one in the end. And it was St Helens 12, Widnes Vikings 10. Uh, on a night where England hooker James Roby made his 400th career appearance. And he was the star of the show uh, with 156 metres at over 10 metres per carry and 44 tackles without a single miss. Now that's good stats. Uh, his side needed their talismanic leader too because Reese Hambry inspired Widnes and they were probably the better side overall but were unable to take advantage, lacking any clinical edge. Over in Wigan, it was 22 points to 18. That tells none of the story, really, as Wigan beat the Wakefield Trinity Wildcats. More cards than the World Series of Poker. That was just one of Anthony Shits Where He Wants Gelling's tweets as he took over the official Wigan Club Twitter account during this game. Uh, Wigan overcame two yellow cards and a red card in the first half to record a dramatic last-minute win against a Wakefield side that had no cutting edge. Wigan's injury and suspension depleted forward pack was still enough to control David Fafita. Meanwhile, busy Billy Wiz Jr. Lewis Tierney pounced on a kick from the impressive George Williams with seconds left to take the win and put Wigan top of the table. And the final game of the weekend saw Castleford Tigers defeat the Catalan Dragons by 38 points to 24. And our hero served up another dose of dawn porn with a man of the match display that secured the Tigers' top eight place for this season. Two tries and assist in 145 metres with the impressive stat line uh, put up by the greatest Aussie to ever play the game as he will continue his farewell tour of Super League's top table. Justin Horror was amongst Catalan's strongest performers, but the same can't be said of the fat touchy who was pinged for five penalties. Uh, the absent Glenn Blakely wannabe and Bubbles Carney was sorely missed for the Dragons, who will want to bounce back next week to secure an all-important extra home game ahead of the Super 8s. All that leaves, as we say, Wigan taking over at the top of the table from Hull FC. Wakefield Trinity Wildcats are the only team really with a twitchy bum now at the bottom end of the top eight. They can possibly be catched by some... Surprise results in the two remaining games of the Super League regular season. Um, Salford, Huddersfield and Leeds are condemned to the qualifiers and will fight against championship sides for their place in Super League next year. Hulkingston Rovers may well join them next week. Uh, membership. All the components have arrived, so it's time for shipping. It's a pretty big undertaking, so I'll be doing them over a couple of days. Uh, but the first shipment will be going out first thing tomorrow. 
So get excited. Uh, memberships will be on their way, and uh, just I guess it just depends on how many I get get packaged up before lunch with the other packages that I'm doing. Uh, it's a big shipment day on Wednesdays usually for me. So um, yeah, I'll be packaging all that shit up, and yeah. So hopefully, I mean, hopefully I can get most of them out tomorrow. That'd be great if I could, because uh, packing stuff like. Packing stuff in boxes is great because you just go tape, tape, stick, stick. Yeah, but like packing stuff in satchels. Yeah. It's fucking annoying. But, um, yeah, they're going out, guys. So, uh, you yeah, get excited. And, um, I'm, I was stunned when the last component, I wasn't expecting it for like another week and, uh, worst case scenario. And thankfully, it came pretty much best case scenario. So, it was great. We get them out of a week earlier than I'm expecting to. Um, undiluted seven tweeters said, finally got off my ass and sorted out of this week in league membership. Hash, don't let me down. I'm not sure how we could let you down, so you know what you're getting, and you're going to get it. The fucking, the the wristband things turned out amazing, too. Yeah, nice. I was very fucking happy with those. That, them and the shirt, the fucking, the, the awesome pieces in there for me. Um, still still scarf talk on a blood buzzer. Just add an asterisk to the scarf. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's Mutsy Scarves Talk. I only got on board with Twill late last year, and that, so that ship had sailed. Would definitely buy a scarf. So I'll figure something something out uh, and, and see what we can do. And we'll put it to the masses uh, over the next couple of weeks. And once these memberships are fully in the in the rearview mirror, and then uh, we'll go from there. News, okay, um, the first one, and there's been many allusions to it so far, the eel sex tape. There's uh, a video of um, Corey Norman involved um, in a sex act with a naked female, which was filmed by the woman. It's been shopped to media organisations. Apparently there's, you know, I guess there's management. She's got going through like an intermediary to keep her, her identity. Is it, yeah. is it a she? Do we know it's a she? What I'm reading here says, yeah, it was filmed by the woman. So, yeah. And um, then there's another video, which is one that Corey Norman filmed himself, Snapchat, and sent to his teammates and other NRL players. And that was of a man snorting a white substance in a hotel room. <laughs> so. Protein powder? There's no suggestion Norman was involved in any illegal behaviour. Yeah. But uh, the, the Eels are very concerned with allegations that Norman shared the footage with teammates and friends, but uh, both NRL and Paramount officials have not seen the footage. Uh, it is believed the Sydney lawyer, on behalf of clients, can contact the Channel 7 and Channel 9 to sell the footage on Monday, which also included Norman's former housemate, James Sigiaro, trying to sell it for 150 Gs. Both 7 and 9 are believed to have viewed the footage, but both declined to buy it. But 7 described the contents of the video on its Monday night news bulletin. <laughs> so then Sigiaro comes up. <laughs> I didn't watch the news bulletin, so I don't really know. But I'm just imagining, you know. I'd like to imagine like Gilbert Gottfried narrating the situation. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the, that would be the key. Um, so the Eels are investigating. Uh, if the footage doesn't make it public and it's not supplied to Parramatta or the NRL, then he will potentially just he can just walk completely from this. Yep. But a guy who's been the shining light of the team in a very fucking troubling season for the club. Yep. He's had the pingers thing that's coming up before court. Yep. Sex tape, drug tape. <laughs> Holy fuck! Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a very fine line, and I'm conscious of the fact that 
because of my zero tolerance stance on other things that that players have done, mm-hmm. I need to be careful not you know to to equally when the situation says okay well he hasn't actually done you know anything wrong there was no sexual assault there was there was nothing basically what happened was a sexual act between what sounds like presumably consenting consenting adults yep Yep. um it's stupidity more than anything that's what he's guilty of yep uh and you know it it's not a good look for him to be in the same room as people doing drugs yep um but let's be real they are an aspect of society that that's gonna come out with certain people. Mm-hmm. Um, so best case scenario would have been him to you know buckle his pants and say, "Gee, fellas, no thanks, not around me." Yeah. Um, yep. I'll I'll see you all later. The the sad part about this is eventually someone will buy the tape. Yeah. Eventually. Or there won't be any buyers, and so they'll just leak it because what else? You know. Yeah. So. Um, Pretty low by this individual to to try and extort money out of him before and try and earn the profit. You know, it goes. Only, yeah, because I mean, I'm sure that he, you know, probably wouldn't have realised they were being filmed. Or you know, on the same t- on the same token. And now, did you say had he filmed her, or was he only filming guys doing blow? The the, the one the Snapchat one was him uh, filming apparently, and but the other one, the one that's been shopped around, was filmed by yeah. the girl. In okay, so if yeah. if he's Filmed her. They say because I mean, if yeah, he's I filmed her, fair deal. She's filmed him. Um, unfortunately, if you're in the public eye, this shit's gonna happen. Yeah. You know, you don't want to go around thinking everyone's out to get you, but but if you don't know people, yeah. Or if well, you're Tim Manor said something about it too, saying that you know, like he didn't defend the actions, but he did highlight there was a growing trend of players that have been targeted by members of the public. If you remember the same thing, like Mitchell Pierce is a loose fucking individual. There was some dumb shit. Yeah, yeah but he was like, you know, just general, just randoms, you know, that he went back to their place and one of them filmed him and that's how that's like, that all blew up. Yep. And so he said, everyone's a target who plays professional sport. Yes. You've got to realise there are people out there who want to benefit from your private life. No matter who you are, if you're in the spotlight, you're a target. Not personally, yeah. but I've seen behaviours where people seem to target celebrities and try to take advantage of them. I'm not in the social scene anymore. There's definitely people with that mentality out there. The bigger the sports gets in Australia and the more professional we become, the profile comes with that and the more people have to be aware of behaving in public. Yeah, Tim Manor just sticks to Hillsong and their yep. child abuse compounds. Anti anti gay funding. Fucking hell. Yeah. Um you look, in, if you if you lined up all the things that, that's happened to the Eels this season, this has probably gotten more play than it would have because it's the, the latest in a string of. Yep. Um at the end of the day, sex tapes have launched careers. I'm imagining that if someone ever actually gets the footage, yep. what happens is that Corey Norman's there in the room. He's he thinks he's gonna fuck this chick. He knows he's gonna fuck this chick. He's telling everyone he's gonna fuck this chick, but then all of a sudden, Ben Hunt and Dally Cherry Evans and Anthony Milford run in and fuck her first. Oh <laughs> <laughs> um, dear. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Yay. Good job for not buying the tape. Uh, I'm I'm not certain one of them won't buckle, pay the person under a, a confidentiality clause, yeah. and then say that they've had it leaked to them by somebody else. Yeah, yeah. Um, in this in this digital day and age, the, I mean, it's just like, if you pay that 150 where does it stop? 
the digital world is not like you're handing over the one exactly. and only fucking little cassette tape that came out of the camera. Yeah. And even if the, you know, what's to say that wasn't fucking exported to something? Exactly. Know, like, so, yeah. Um, but you know, hey, the, the fucking media loves a scandal. So they do. They, it's, it's it's very salacious and you know it creates its own headlines. But in the scheme of things, it's very very low on the list of uh, misdemeanors, really. I've except got, except for the people that are just like, oh, fucking, you know, how yeah. three way, how, how disgusting. But look, if anybody would um, like to have a three way with us and film it and try and leak it again, like, <laughs> I mean, there's been so many off, the, <laughs> there's been so many off the record ones. It's not funny. I mean, yeah, like we always we we go the extra mile for the listeners. That's all. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, go that extra mile. Yeah. Next, the NRL will consider registering Jared Hayne for the rest of the season if Parramatta officials cease their bitter feud with the governing body over the salary cap saga and move to rebuild the club. The Eels are preparing to launch an audacious bid to lure Hayne back to the club this season after the code-hopping superstar was left out of the Fijian Sevens rugby union squad for the Rio Olympics next month. The June 30 transfer deadline only applies to rugby league registered players, meaning Hayne will be able to join the Eels this season if the NRL approves his contract. However, it's believed that they are unlikely to do so unless the Eels agree to undertake a series of governance reforms and fast-track the process to elect a new board. The Eels would also only have room in the salary cap to squeeze Hayne in for this season if they agree to Kieran Foran's release request from his multi-million dollar contract, which is close to being finalised. It's estimated the release of Foran would provide the Eels with an additional 250 Gs for the remainder of the season, which is close to Hayne's estimated value for the final three months of the rugby league financial year. I just think, I understand that they could they, they could do it, you know, but you know, with foreign, I understand they could make it work, you know, figures wise. I still think it's just such fucking bullshit though. Like these these guys can continually rot the cap for years, and I was on board with the penalty that they were that they were given at the time, you know, months ago when it yep. happened. But they've taken so fucking long to have drawn out the process to actually implement the penalty. And then they implement the penalty and like three days later, more shit comes out. Yeah. It's like the the fact that they didn't, when they're busted, that they didn't come clean and like all the cards weren't placed on the table then. And they're still fucking doing stuff after they've been punished. I mean, at what point do you just go, this is a fucking never-ending quagmire of fucking cheating cunts. Yeah. You know, we've tried to deal with you guys. You haven't fucked off. The five of you guys that, that, that you know, handle it all, you haven't fucked off. So if you can fuck off. You haven't cooperated with it. Because I saw a video with Greenberg and he's saying, look, they have refused to cooperate in any way with anything we've yeah. done. So I have to yeah. come to this decision to bring this, you know, Im- implement this fucking thing. So they haven't, they haven't cooperated at all with anything. So at what point do you just go, fuck it, you're zeroed off. No chance of finals. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, you can have Jared Hayne next year. So, mm-hmm. You know, by all means, sign next year, but fuck you, you, you cheated your asses off. Yeah. You didn't cooperate with us. Things like, you know, dispensations and shit like that and things yep. that we things that require us to rubber stamp, that shit happens to teams and, and organisations that fucking play ball. Mm. You guys well, haven't played ball one time. Go fuck yourselves, come and talk to me next year. See, with the, they wouldn't have to grant any exceptions, though. No, but they have to rubber stamp his contract, though. They have to register him to come back. Yeah, but which is, again, just... Just a formality. There's nothing yeah. that would prevent them from doing it. So you would think, you would assume. No, no, it's nothing that would prevent them from doing it, other than their willingness to do it. So it's not like they're asking for an exception or anything. If no, it no, wasn't the eels, 
yep. and it was another player. Like we just bought on a mid-season transfer or on yep, loan yep. from from England. Yep. There is nothing that would have caused them to not do it as long as our cap was in order and paper was in order, in order. Everything was in order. Yep. That's exactly. it. Exactly. Yep. So that I don't think should change because it's the L's and and Hayne. Um, the first thing though with with the foreign situation. Mm-hmm. I got a nasty feeling that this may turn into the new I don't want to be at this club anymore. Yeah. Um, the Sunny Bill situation was so messy it kind of didn't become a standard operating yeah. procedure. Um, but it's it's that case now and it'll be really sad if it does that, that people are using a, a condition that is real and mm-hmm. and debilitating. He's not yeah, he's not the first he's not the first to do it. Just to, to get yeah. out of a contract. And I don't think he is, to be honest. I mean, he seems pretty fucking messed up, to be honest. Yeah. Like, um, I've mean, I got no love for the dude at all, but, like, he does seem... He, to me, it does appear to be very legitimate issues. That what what, I, what I've seen some some people bleeding about on Twitter is that, oh, well, you know, great, if we let him go to get hay, and then what happens if he comes back next year and plays for another club? Well, okay, that's the price you pay for, that's, for taking Jack Hay. Don't release him. Yeah, and then um, fucking wait next year until next year to get Hayne or you know whatever. I mean, figure it out. Talk to, Jared t- talk to Jared. Talk to Jared and taking less or something. Yeah. So yeah. As, look, as as long as everything is now above board with the cap, and who can say that it is? I don't mind the NRL using him as a a pawn to get to get things that they want to happen moving and to get a timely resolution. It seems like um, that's what they're sort of doing. I oh. Around that, though, I don't know what Jared Haynes' intentions are if he can't go back to the Eels. Is he in a situation where he's saying, hey, look, Eels, I'd love to come back for the rest of the year, um, yeah. but if I can't, no worries, I'll just train privately or I'll fucking train with you guys. I'll go to East. That's what will um, happen. And I'll, I'll come to the Eels next year, or will I turn up to East? Yeah. I saw. I, I haven't read anything specifically from Haynes, but I did see a... A headline and a little quick blurb that said, I don't think it was from his mouth. I think it was from like you know friends or associates or mm. something, saying that this would that his return was a business decision. And so to me, that that is almost like yeah. saying that that removes the that the that, love. that removes the love and you know any sentimentality that means that oh he's automatically going back to the eels. Yep. So. You know, t- I take it with a grain of salt. I didn't read. I only didn't read into that article or anything like that. I just saw that, just literally what Talk, I said. But talking about you know personal brand, mm. which is fucking crucial mm-hmm. in this day and age, he may not want to go back and associate his personal brand with Parramatta. But he also can be the you know it's, it's sort of you know where he started and and he can come back and be the saviour yeah. you know there's there's the flip side as well. But then so. he you know he'd, he'd probably be able to rationalise it to himself that oh well look you know what there was some dodgy shit going on there and I don't want to be involved in talk about yeah any more of it. Um, so just looking at East next year then they've got fucking Latrell Sprewell mm-hmm. out the back. Mm-hmm. They've bought Michael Gordon. If they get Jared Hayne... Yeah, where, where the, the other two? Flash would be on the wing, you know, <laughs> I guess, and, you know. Yeah, well, he, yeah, he's probably been bought for his boot yep. more than anything. Um, he's in a Elmazri style acquisition. Yep. You'd put... Where would you put um, Latrell Mitchell? I don't know. You know, they wanted to bury him out in the wing earlier just to get him used to, you know, first grade and things like that. Yeah. So, but then you've got you know your existing wingers as well. What happens with those? 
you'd, you'd think Copley would be the one that misses out, unfortunately, based yeah. on form. Well, yeah. I know what's, I don't, there's nothing particularly unfortunate about it. It just is what it is, right? Oh, I've got a lot of time for Dale Copley. You like nice him, young lad. You like, you like Dale Copley. You love the man. He was very polite to the uh, the brothers under nines when they went into the sheds yeah. before Andrew G got punted. Yeah. He, uh, did, he let him have some solo. The bananas. <laughs> <laughs> Ben Hannant was there handing out Mormon books. <laughs> magic underwear. <laughs> you want to know why it's magic? Magic compression underwear. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, look, again, the I'd, I'm trying in my head to remove the eels at a management level yeah. that are fucked up pieces of shit yep. and the football club trying to get over this abortion of a season. Yeah. So... Maybe I should, go, I should go to Perth for a while to think about it. Think about what they've done. We've spoken about this. Why are you inflicting them on Perth? Yeah, what's, what's Perth, Perth ever done? Yeah, what's Perth done for us lately? I don't know. Exactly. You can't think of anything, can you? What's What's the biggest, like, piece of shit, nowhere town, with ADSL one internet dial-up? I have no idea. You tell me. Does that do, like, anywhere in the country? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I've no idea. What's an old, like, abandoned mine site? Do they still run Olympic Dam? Are they still digging out Olympic Dam? The fuck would I know that? I don't know. You're I a fucking know. citizen of the country. You might have read something somewhere. Yeah. You, well, you could just send it up the fucking, like, Morinbar or somewhere that's dying. Yeah. Oh, you could send it up there. There you go. <laughs> yeah, but then the other teams, what the other 15 teams do to deserve going there every fucking year, twice or once or twice a year? <laughs> <laughs> See what I'm saying? There's a victim somewhere. I mean, it may as well be the eels, right? That is, they're the one that deserve it. Um, and continue on the eels. It's a very eels-themed mm. news section this week, but yeah, you know, not sorry. It's just that these are the stories, especially in Origin Week, where they, you know, yeah. it's all gallon fucking wank and you know this shit. Um, the uh, eels. It's a fucking cheating cuz. Jason Irvine and Scott Seward have admitted to what amounts to theft and fraud in an attempt to honour under-the-table deals for cash payments to Parramatta Rugby League players. This stuff that came out this week, and I'll, I'd love to know when they admitted it. If there was, it's it's come, only come out this week, so I don't know if it's admissions that have come after the, the other stuff mm. or not. But um, Seward, the former chief, uh, chief executive officer of the Eels, and Irvine was a former football manager, they admitted the players were paid in cash, which was removed from the takings of clubs and merchandise sales. So that's where now we know where the cash, you know, we were talking about the inflated, you know, this and, and yeah. so on. You know cash is king, Irvine told, told investigators, of removing funds from merchandise sales before proceeds were banked. The pair also admitted to participating in a scheme in which two suppliers were told to inflate invoices to the club. When the club paid the invoices, one supplier returned the inflated amount by way of cash, which Irvine personally collected. Okay. Another supplier paid the money received from the inflated invoices into Irvine's credit union account. Irvine then withdrew the cash and handed it to Scott Seward, who paid cash to whichever player, in quotes, was hammering him the most. I didn't think it was illegal, Irvine told him. I don't investigate but he acknowledged the practice of inflating invoices to give cash payments to players was shonky. By the end of 2014, Irvine and Seward were desperate. Their predecessors had promised thousands and thousands of dollars in under-the-table deals, which had been negotiated in cafes with nothing more than a shake of the hand. The players are like animals, you know. They feed whenever they can. A frustrated Irvine complained to the NRL about players and their agents baying for their unwritten deals to be honoured. 
<laughs> According to his signed statement, Seward told investigators by the end of 2014 they had to find $589,000 to honour these unwritten deals to players. Seward's statement indicated that Peter Nolan, the then recruitment manager, and as far as I understand is in recruitment at the Broncos now, um, was aware of the details with most of the deals. He said that when he took over as CEO in mid-2013, he expressed his concerns to Nolan as to how he was to find the money. Uh, in his statement, Seward told him not to worry because people will help us out, in quotes. He then said that uh, everyone said Seward was really under the pump severely once and phoned Tony Herman, a former under-20s coach, whose company Green Options was doing groundwork for the club. Mate, we need 30 grand, <laughs> fine claims Seward told Herman. According to tax invoices ob- uh, obtained by Fairfax Media in early 2015, Green Options was asked to transfer three amounts, 40000 32000 and 17490 into Irvine's credit union account. <laughs> it just goes on and on and on. And on, <laughs> and you know, they they bring up the name of Nathan Peace, which is like if it's you know if it's true, I guess it's true. But if it's not, I would sincerely hope that he's looking into his legal options, that, you know, at the against the club and uh, against Irvine particularly, because he's, he names Nathan Peace and said that he told he he, he said it was diabolical. Um, Irvine told investigators about the six grand he gave to Peace early last year. He claimed Peace had said, "Mate, I'm not playing footy no more unless the club honoured his arrangements." Irvine told the NRL it wasn't his job to know every rule inside the NRL. His job was getting players on a bus, feeding them, and making sure no one got caught at a strip club. Well, look what's happened now that he's not the chair. <laughs> fucking tell you what. It, that that whole fucking attitude... Yeah. ...of even now that, now that they've been done... Yep. ...of that, well, it wasn't my fucking job. How do you expect me to know all that? Yeah. Isn't... Mate, if you're the one, if you're the one with the brown paper bags, I'm pretty sure you know. It's a cultural issue, and the only way Parramatta move forward, yeah, is for that entire regime to be rubbed out. Yep. Um, yep. For and and I've I've seen it happen in other companies where at senior level there was, um, you know, rotten people. Yep. And that shit permeates deep. And yep. the only way that it changes is to sweep them out. Is to sweep them out. Um, it that that's plain and simple. What needs to happen with Parramatta? Yep. Um, I again sincerely hope, and I've said this before, that the NRL is actively communicating with whatever law enforcement agencies applicable in these situations. Be it the tax office, be it um, yep. be it feds, be it anybody to. To have them prosecuted not only from an NRL standpoint, but for all of the other dodgy shit they did. Yep. Yep. Uh, it again separating the the football club from management side of things. They need to go. There is no way forward for them. No. And and the fact that they're still hanging on and and considering. You know, at at what stage? What needs to happen yep. for these people to realise? Well, that there is no coming back from this. You would think that the, the point when the NRL itself is like, we are fucking slaughtering your club because you refuse to fuck off. Yeah. Like, at that one point, they're like, come on. You know? And then the unfortunate thing is, nothing changes. Yep. Unless fans start voting with their wallets. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you don't, you don't want to be so fucking powerful. An empty Parramatta Stadium. Yeah. An empty Parramatta Stadium with a campaign on social media 
somehow to the players, mm-hmm. saying this is not for you. Yep. This is for they would get the, the cunts that got us into this mess. Yep. And as soon as the money starts to dry up, then then the club has to act. Or maybe they could do something where the fans go to the game, but then they stand up at a certain minute. That's a powerful form of fucking support especially, and or protest. Yeah, especially if there's only like three people doing it. They can stand up at the 12th minute or something to lament the 12 points they were docked or something. Wow. Symbolic. So powerful. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, un- until, until people start voting with their wallets, which is tough to do when it's a team you're passionate about. Exactly. You don't want to. You want to, you, you're like, I'm the guy, like, I'm fucking supporting yeah. this country thick and thin. Like, you know, there's still Exactly. Getting, I'm know, there yeah. for the players. Yeah. But as long as people are still buying tickets to those games, mm-hmm. as long as people are still fucking jotting down to Peter Wins to, to pick up their jerseys. Yep. Um, there's, there's no, they won't get the fucking message through. Yep. And it will never, it will never happen because like the players actually are really digging in. Yeah. As evidenced by the game last week. So, so the, you know, the fans will always want to support that. So yeah. it, it would be impossible to get buy-in, I think, for like a complete 100%. And you need, and it really needs to be 100%. Yeah. Like you can't have like one guy in there. Yeah. Come on, yeah, the boys. <laughs> Fuck it all day. <laughs> just like one dude in his cabin just fucking just chucks a beer bottle onto the field. They go, oh, it's fuck. Oh, fuck. And you can just hear every word because he's the only guy. This <laughs> one guy's talking to himself like a crazy person. Every time they pan the crowd. <laughs> you'd hear like, you'd hear like the, the sideline dude. Like you'd hear his voice just like echoing around the crowd because there's no, there's no noise to drown him out. <laughs> oh, you're funny. Um, just quickly, Dylan Walker, fucking dumb cunt of the week. And I mean, you know, we've never really had that as an official award, but I mean, he would have, you know, at least collected it for the second time if it was a real thing. Um, fined $10,000 by Manly for punching his apartment door on Saturday night. Uh, the statement said that he um, his partner drove him to St. Vincent's Hospital for x-rays and treatment. Uh, they met with the Seagulls officials. They admitted he struck out with frustration and stupidity when he had trouble opening the wooden door to his apartment. Um, he'd been out with friends until 10pm on Saturday because Manly had the buy. So, obviously, he's pissed. <laughs> I mean, we've all been there with the door. I've never really thought to punch it, though. Like, because <laughs> it, it's drunk. I mean, as drunk as I've ever been in my life... I still yeah. realise that that's, that's not a viable it's way to open it. It's not really a way to open the door. They don't. It doesn't work like that. It's not the Fonz. It's, it's not, not a jukebox. <laughs> it's not a jukebox. I mean, it's not going to work just because you hit it. <laughs> and you're not the fucking Fonz anyway, let's face it. Was he trying to punch a hole through it and oh, get it from the other side? Reach through. <laughs> Deadlocks don't work like that. I don't that. know. What I hope is, I, just, I, I sincerely hope, though, that it's not just like a solidarity cover story. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, was, like I'm not saying he punched her or anything like that, but you know, he punched the door because, you know, they are, you know, <coughs> fight or some bullshit. I, I just, I hope it doesn't come out that it's, it's something like that. I mean, I'd much rather think he's a, a dumb cunt <laughs> than like a, just a, a, actually like a low life piece of shit. I'll, I'll so. tell you what, if, if they were having an argument and he mm-hmm. was pissed and he still haven't had enough sense to punch a door yeah. instead of a person. Well, I mean, yeah, puts him, uh, you know, far ahead of, you know, some other yeah, examples, yeah. exactly. Um, yeah, look, uh, tough one. Obviously, the club's handled it the way they saw, they saw fit. Yeah, and, um, you know, just at a time with, you know, injuries and whatnot, you know, four weeks, cheers for that. Yeah. Good it, one, especially in a run where you've got some easy fucking teams coming up again, in the future. it'd be great if, if he was, you know, surrounded by people that were, you know, 
fuck, man, you've had a rough season. It's starting to come good now. Yeah, you've got drop from origin. You're probably going to be a bit emotional. Maybe don't sink 20 beers. You know? <laughs> well, that's... you know, with Dylan Walker, I'd be encouraging 20 beers because if not, you know, fucking you know, <laughs> shooting heroin or something. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, if you're drunk, yeah. you, you, your motor skills are diminished to the point yeah. where you're not chasing any dragons. So... <laughs> So maybe yeah, from that standpoint, you know, alcohol's a lesser of the lesser of the evils when there's form on the board. Can't somebody give Dylan Walker a spliff? Exactly. Well, no, they can't because if you contested for that, tested for that round, yeah, true. Okay. suspended for two years. So yeah, no, probably not a great idea. Tell you what, no one's ever smoked a spliff and punched the door. Yeah, probably right. I was just going back to. <laughs> I was just trying to think. Yeah. I was just thinking there was one time where I choked someone unconscious, but um, then I realised that that actually there was also like this like cinnamon schnapps or something involved, and I think that was the that was the, <laughs> That's the catalyst. That was the key catalyst. <laughs> This Week in League is brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile's League Live, the ultimate NRL app, putting the NRL at your fingertips. News, scores, TV viewing schedules, match day information, and more. I hope you guys got onto the um, the people's player polls after the matches. Uh, I haven't had a chance to get in touch with the guys to see if they saw any spikes or any interesting results. I mean, like, I would love to have seen... <laughs> so, you know, can we skew that? Can we skew it? This week we get six games. We'll go. We'll when we go into the games this week for, that are coming up. Let's try and find someone to be the people's player and see if we can get like a real Scott Mido up. You know, uh, force Sportsmate to change their entire feature to you know Scott Mido of the week. On that note, did you? There was a someone sent out a tweet. Um, there was a picture of a, a fucking uh, Broncos training. It was something like the legend returns, and it was Lockyer. Yeah, yeah. I had to fucking triple take at that photo because at first glance I thought it was fucking Scott Minto. Well, I mean, it's it's pretty much undeniable that they that they do share. share there DNA. there is some genetic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's. I mean, that, and maybe that's why Scott Minto was so amazing, like because he was like the, the, the lost Lockyer. He was like the bizarro Lockyer. Yeah, growing like, in a lab somewhere. Like the lost Lockyer was the one. The one I can't remember his name. The one to play for East up here. You know, the, his brother. <laughs> but then Minto's like you know he's. He's like the Jon Snow of the Lockies. <laughs> um, <laughs> this week, uh, the, the Sportsmate Trolls again on top. Uh, but with their stats, they got some fucking good stats. Oh, good stats. Erebus Chaos tweeted them and said, Hey guys, after the player with the most losses, who has the most origin losses? Hashtag good stats. And they replied and said, Another surprising one. Oh, I love This is delicious. Player with the most origin losses is Queensland legend Mal Meninga. 17 losses from 32 appearances. There we go. So he can shut his damn mouth yes. when it comes to things like Paul Gallen and so forth. And fucking cheats at cards too. I'm sure he doesn't, yeah. And he's got murderous DNA as well. I mean, that's... <laughs> <laughs> not a lot to be excited about. No, no, not at all. Not at all. Um, cranky mouth, kicking eskies and, you know... Short political careers and so on. Um, 
And then I said, well, wow, what a loser. Remind us of his coaching record because I remember the whole Esky kicking and you know, yeah. ill-fated he was. But he coached 125. I can't believe he coached 125 games for the rambunctious Raiders. Jesus. Win rate. I thought it was much less than that. Much less. I was caught out. Win rate of 52.8%, which is 78th all-time among all club coaches. Fair enough. I wonder how many coaches has been like, you know, Give us that stats, and they've got hashtag ah stats. <coughs> mm. How many coaches are there, and who's the worst coach ever? I think we need to have a criteria though, because I think if a coach came in first season, shat the bed, get fired, like they might have like a a twelve percent winning record. Yeah, or something, no, but they you, only you they only, the, they only you know coach for like you know, seven games or something. You need at so, least a two a two season sample size. Let's say one season, full season. Like, let's like, give them twenty six games. You think? Mm. I'd say I'd say too, man. There's not a lot of coaches that I can remember that have been punted after one season, like okay, somewhere. There you go, sports mate. That's the one. Um, very interested to know. Um, search for sports mate in the App Store or Google Play to download League Live today. Um, it's Mutsy tweeted us and said, "I always love the TWI sports mate section." Hashtag go to trolls. Hashtag good stats. And Arpopsh said, uh, "Thanks for the League Live Apple Watch tip in last week's episode, Jay. I'm all over it now. Get over it." That's good. Yeah. Apple will be pleased to know that two people bought Apple Watches in Australia <laughs> as well. <laughs> I didn't buy mine. I've got a hookup. Yeah. Yeah. I, I might need to get that hookup, actually. You know, I think a uh, little lady's thinking about getting herself one, so... Mm, we can do that. So, there you go. I think there'll be, be a new one out in September, though, probably the next... Yeah. The, the when, when's the new bunch of Apple shit drop? Yeah. Usually yeah. September, so... But we'll see. You know, she's sort of tossing up between, like, you know, like, getting one of those, like, a Fitbit with a screen... Or, or like the Apple Watch thing, so I was like, I wasn't trying to sell it on either. I was just like, really depends if you want to be able to change channel on your TV with your watch or not. It's pretty fucking dope. That's that's about the only useful thing apart from sports, mate. <laughs> <laughs> that good, huh? Or you know, I can uh, I can go here, yeah, and I'll find a mate with an Apple Watch. Can you play Pokemon Go on it? I don't know. That'd be handy. So if I get my mate with an Apple Watch here, yeah, see that little thing that's touching him. Oh, that's the heartbeat thing. The, the... no, I can. Oh, okay. And you're sending him a picture of a cock and balls. This is riveting listening. Yes. So okay, so you're drawing an a cock audio and balls medium. Yeah, yeah, okay. So you're there drawing you a cock and balls, and then what's he going to do? Send back like? Well, he'll get a little tap on his wrist, and all of a sudden he'll look down. And there'll be cock and balls there, <laughs> and he'll see cock and balls. <laughs> This is it's changing the world, people. Technology, <laughs> and I wrote, I'm convinced that that's all that happened in the. This is after Jobs died. So how much? So how, so how much? <laughs> cock and balls transfer are you getting? Like, you know, is this like something you, you you torment old mate with, like on the regular or what? Oh no, just every now and again. Yeah, you can't let him get used. And to How's he respond balls? though? Does he? Are you send back? Like, Haha, very funny. Can't? Or is he like? Oh, it depends. He'll right deal. Yeah, you know, try and draw some boobs or something. Yeah, it's not yeah, very yeah. good. No prize for second, mate. I just yeah, said no. you fucking meat. Exactly. Dick, fucking hairy balls. <laughs> 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 oh fuck. Um, get an Apple Watch and get Sports Mate on your Apple Watch. Exactly, and then and you two can send cock and balls to Jay. Hook <laughs> him up as your your Apple Watch friend. <laughs> and get crazy creative on the Mister Squiggles. Um. <laughs> What's he done? Did he come back at you then, or what? Or no, no? no, no <laughs> uh, On to the games from last week. Um, the Parramatta Eels 22 defeated the Sydney Roosters 18 at Pertec. Crowd of under 8,500 in attendance. And uh, the Eels 22 tries to Michael Gordon. Uh, Manu Mao got a double. 
Uh, Clinton Gutherson also with a try. Uh, Michael Gordon, three or four conversions. The Roosters, 18, came from a double to Latrell Mitchell. Boyd Cordner also with a try. And uh, SST with one conversion. Jackson Hastings, two from two. Did you see um, Manu interviewed after the game? I didn't see the interview after the game. He didn't stab somebody. He's either a complete psychopath. Well, he would. He did do that time. Or so, yeah, the most zen, deep thought motherfucker ever. He's not Charlie Gubbins. Or he's been dropped on his head. The fact he served prison time leads me to believe a. Well, he's not like a you know political prisoner. No. Okay. Yeah. Actual prisoner. Yeah. Um, I thought the Eels did fairly well in this one when when they lost semi early on. The the game was was fairly evenly matched and both teams were trying to take the ascendancy. Yeah. And and I thought semi going off was was going to be the the straw that broke the camel's back. That have had so much shit going on. It was almost like wrestling. He'd, he'd that come back thing. and like like. Yeah, yeah, of course he's. Of course, Sammy's got. You know, goes off early in the game. Yeah, he's gone yeah. for like fucking most of the rest of the year. Um, so, so credit to them for for actually sticking in there and not being completely fucked in the head. Yep. Um, I do think against a a more more cohesive attacking side, they would have been overrun. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, Corey Norman is is developing into a fairly good leader. Like I'm fairly sure that with him and Segiaro, he got to pick which end first. Mm-hmm. Renowned stick man um, as well. Yep, coming into his game. So, uh, but and he's he's always had had ability and and talent. And I've spoken before about likes to party as well. Skillful players, um, talent players, and and behavioural based players. Yep, he's always been that skillful player. And yep. and what you tend to get there <coughs> is that the, these are people that have cruised through on natural ability, and they've always been told how great they are. And so taking risks isn't part of their repertoire. Getting their hands in and getting dirty isn't isn't part of their repertoire because it's got a higher risk of failure, failure, failure. <laughs> and and they can't stand to do anything that has the risk of them not looking brilliant. Um, but he, he's actually learning now that he can get in and, and really take a team with him. I'm not sure it's it's going to be enough for them this season. But you could see the people around him lift when when he upped the tempo. Yeah, well, he's off contract the too. Mm. And I saw a thing today saying that the Dragons are looking to offer him 200 Gs a year on top of what Parramatta are offering him to bring him over there. <sighs> he's not worth that kind of money, but I think certainly that the Dragons fucking use him. They could, um, but they, you know, again, Corey, Corey Norman's played like Corey Norman this year on the back of some fairly spirited forwards at yeah. Parramatta. Yeah, and he's not going to get that at the Dragons. No, pack of cats. And and I just hope that he's got someone giving him giving him that advice. I want to say cats. I don't mean frizzle my nizzle. He's awesome. But um, no, 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 no. Yeah. Everyone but um, but you know the the Roosters and they've they've had their their troubles off the field this this year as well. But on paper, they're still a very 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 good football side, mm-hmm. and they should be in a much different position than they are. Yeah. Um. It. It's like they uh, can really, they can really drop a fucking year though. Like, yeah, they can really like just put a year in that just everyone forgets. Yeah, like grand final to fucking gutter to grand final. Like you get, like they can. In recent history, they are the swingiest fucking side. 
Oh, it's crazy. Like some teams have good years, bad years, but the, the, there's a difference between like you know top four and and the bottom half of the eight. Yeah, that's it. Like yeah, but like these dogs go fucking wild swings. When, when they tank, it's a sure. Yeah, the, yeah. Ne- the needle just flies from one end of the spectrum to the other. And and it's the thing about Mitchell Pearce. You know, talking about Corey Norman, he's developing that ability to lift a team and, and bring a yep. team with him. Mitchell Pierce doesn't seem to have that. And I don't know whether it's a trust thing because of what he did to the Roosters and, and his behaviour causing him to be out all year. But, but he's out there trying and trying and trying and trying and the rest of the team aren't going with him. Yeah. So I don't know if that points to deeper just issues. Confident. It's just the confidence um, thing, having a shit year. But you know, um, that aren't working. You know, Latrell Mitchell, again, uh, again he, he can have his own pre-recorded segment for his games. Brilliant attack. Uh, left wanting a little bit in defence a couple of times. Yep. Uh, but definitely he'll uh, improve as a player. Yep. Um, at Ben R forty seven, the real MVPs of the power game are the refs in the bunker. Yeah, it it always it, it's it's more exacerbated in a in an East game. I yeah. find. Um, at Angry Stink, the Eels really dug in there. What a cracker of a game! Mm. Hashtag respect for Manly fan to say that disgusts me. To be honest, <laughs> uh, Cruzy zero six. Do the Roosters have a right at claiming refs' fault after the Eels got away from touching the ball before the no try ruling? Yeah, look, mistakes are made, but I think East East had that. They had that game. They had it, regardless. Yeah, it. Look, you know what? If they'd have called that it touched the the Parramatta finger, yep. Then they still had to pack a scrum, mm-hmm. feed the scrum, get the ball out, and mm-hmm. score in one, maybe two tackles. Yeah, yeah. And that's no guarantee. Yep. And what would have happened? is they would have gotten out of the scrum, ball would have gone to Pierce, and it would have been a kick up in the air for Tupu. Yep. Who... May uh, or may not have... Yeah. Yep. So... Yep. Uh, Momo underscore teabag. Corey Norman X-factored the X-factor at the exact-factored right times. What an X-factor. <laughs> I'm done. And I feel cheap. Hashtag no regrets. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mr. T-Bag. <laughs> and uh, Jay thanks you even more. Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs 32 defeated the West Tigers 22 at ANZ in front of a crowd of just over 16,000. Doggies 32 came from uh, tries to Mumbai, double to Brett Morris, uh, Hopper Jr., Curtis Rona, and Sam Perrett also with tries, and Mumbai was four of six conversions. Tigers 22 came from tries to Kevin Nagama, uh, Josh Adokar, and Jacob Little. Uh, four of four conversions to Moses and a penalty goal. Can you believe that the dogs and how they played are mm-hmm. a top four side. Yeah, yeah, I actually can. You think that's a top four side? Oh, not this, not this game. But I mean, like we've seen them when they're fucking on though. Like, oh, when know, they're on, like yeah. we, we, like when they fucked up the Broncos the other week. Like, like they, they're definitely yeah. like when they do that. You go, yeah, yeah. okay, I can, I can see it. that. But has there been a top yeah. four side that you can remember that's been so week on week off, week on week off? It's a fucking good question. I'm trying to think, I can't. Yeah. It all it all depends on the ebb and flow of the season that we're going through at the moment. Mm. At the moment, we've got a couple of teams that are winning, you know, most of the time, like Storm and, and Sharks, obviously. Yep. And then there's a pack of fucking teams that, like the Broncos, are winning heaps. Now lost heaps. Cowboys, you know, through Origin, they're going to be, you know, sort of win one, lose one. Yep. And so there's a lot of these guys that are in the in in a similar sort of pack that aren't asserting their dominance. And the dogs are just one of those. They just happen to be the best of those at the yeah, moment. That's it. Like when they play shit, like this one. They still win. Mm. That's the difference. Um, yeah, in looking, in, West obviously went into that knowing their advantage. Um, they're two very, al- almost counter um, 
styles of play. The West with their their fast outside running backs and and their ability to to score tries from from any yep. length on the field, uh, and and the Dogs with their more classic forward based attack and yep. and you know, uh, ball playing forwards. The it, it worked well for West early on, and they also continued with with that aggressive edge defence last week that saw them take you know more than a few intercepts. Yep. What they didn't do so well was was adapt that when the dogs caught onto it. So that that's fine against an opposition of fucking simpletons like they had last week, where even after two intercepts, we'd still throw cutout passes. Yep thinking that, oh, this time it'll work. Um, the dogs were smart enough to go from spreading the ball wide early yep. to the forwards dummying, having the defender on their their fringe come in, and then that offload the short pass, which yep. created space for the line break. Um, that sort of thing, they're a young team, you know, and, and they're going to learn that, well, if something works one week against this team, you can't just go and do the same thing against a different team the next week and expect it to work just as well. Um, the, the Dogs' discipline let them down in that first half uh, and let the Tigers off the hook more than once. They had, at the end of the first half, the Tigers completed the first half at 100%. Yeah, crazy. They did not fuck up a set <laughs> for 40 minutes. Yep. Which isn't that amazing when you think about it because if they started 100%, where's the only way they can go? Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and the Dogs completed it at 76. And I think by the end of the game... It was about equal at mid eighties. Yep. From memory, um, so for the Tigers to complete hundred percent of their sets, the Dogs at under eighty, and for them to go into half time locked up, that that's probably fairly telling. Um, they went back into their shells in the second half, and I think that's what ended up costing them. Yep. The the downside of them having so many creative players across the park that can score brilliant solo tries whenever they want, like um, Drake, out on the fucking wing for them that yep. did the Tedesco impersonation yep yep um, you know they've got that ability all over the park but what it means is when their backs to the wall the players that should be their leaders aren't the natural leaders yep uh, Brooks and Moses really didn't didn't know what to do yep uh, and and look that'll come with age you know, it seems like they've been around for ages but they're still a, a young halves pairing at the end of it it was six tries to three which is probably a better reflection of the game than the scoreline with kicking, letting the dogs down. Yep. Which is something I find incomprehensible. If you look at the, the kickers the dogs have had, the yeah. El Masri's, the Halligans. Well, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, that's, yeah. And before that. Historically, it doesn't mean there's like, you know, there's this strong fucking DNA that runs through the guy when they strap on a jersey. No, there's not. But how fucking hard is it to say to Hazem, hey, we'll, we'll throw you <coughs> this and we need to come down and be a kicking coach for him for, you know, two yeah. days a week. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm, but I'm I mean, sure he still day, lives in the area. Yeah, but but how much of the kicking is like at the end of the day, you know, you set your best option up with you know tutelage and stuff like that. How good, you know, they're not going to be a hazard. No, they're not going to be a hazard. But again, at six tries to three, when yeah. you're still potentially losing the game, yeah, something needs to be done about that. Yeah, yeah, I think I just need to find people better at kicking. <laughs> Frankly, at the moment, they're dealing with what they've got. But um, yeah. Uh, at Wally Frogmore, the decline was never in doubt. Hashtag run HIV. The base chapo. Addo Carr chats absolute shit when he scored his try, and for the rest of the game, he got banged. 
Hashtag tigers in decline with the five in there. Hashtag cocksucker. What did the face thing mean? I don't know. Did you see that? He, sc- he yeah, scored his try. It, yeah, it was, it was some weird, weird like, fucking like, like celebratory thing, right? I'm pretending I'm Sigourney Weaver. Oh, well, that was like, it's like, yeah, it was like, that. it was, it was, it was doing, doing that thing. And that's like, he wasn't like, like, trying to be like John Cena, right? It was like, you know, you can't see me, like that, that thing, right? Who's John Cena? Oh, for fuck's sake. What? First referential retard of the year, is it? What? You've done so well. Oh, you don't know who John Cena is because no. you've never seen him? Yeah. Yeah, well, you can't see him. Oh, you're actually legitly... You're not even fucking joking. Oh, wow. Okay, What, is he one of your wrestler guys? <laughs> not one of my wrestler guys. He's like a wrestler guy, yeah. Okay, there you go. Yeah, so yeah. he's like a WWE guy. He's been... Like, I, don't even, like, I don't even watch it. But it's like, he's been there for... I don't even know, but I mean, I'd have to... If I had to guess, like, what is it, 20... Surely he's been there for over 15 years. Really? Yeah, a long time. And okay. like, one of like the, the top, you know like pushed kind of title having publicity sort of dudes so he puts his hands in front of his eyes and says you can't see me that's like a yeah you know you can't see me fucking thing yeah that's yeah, one my, of his things my two year old does that he actually thinks when he puts his hands in front of his eyes I can't see him yeah well there you go great yeah, big John Cena cool. fan someone's put it on <laughs> <laughs> someone's showing YouTube videos of John Cena I oh, know that's just how you play peekaboo when you do oh <laughs> uh, um, GT351 underscore Johns Scrappy wind doggies But I'll take it Stayed in there And brought it home Well done Penrith Panthers Well fucking no Let's read this the other way around The way it actually happened Cronulla <laughs> Solid Sharks 26 Defeat the Penrith Panthers 10 The muddy puddle Just under 13,000 In attendance The Sharkies 26 Came from a double To Ben Barber Mitch Brown Joseph Paulo And Luke Lewis Also with tries Chad Townsend, two of two conversions and a penalty goal. Valentine Holmes missed a fuckload of goals, which kept it closer than it needed to be. Panthers, 10, came from tries to Latu and Yo. Ivan, sorry, Ivan Cleary. Nathan Cleary, one of two conversions. Yeah, Val Holmes. It was almost like he was distracted by something disturbing and yeah you know, it's almost like creepy some, that he'd seen yeah like it's, someone had tweeted him about you know ejaculating week in week out for about six months and he doesn't know if it's real or if it's a dream or if it and you know could that person be in the crowd doesn't well he doesn't know he's walking down the tunnel and he gets like a migs flick pass in the <laughs> face <laughs> and then he gets it and then he gets into the dressing room and like you know flano's like yeah what did he say <laughs> What a fucker of a game was the best thing that came out of it was that black cat and the Photoshop battles that followed. And I mean, amazing work to whoever the whoever the the newspaper photographer was who got that fucking great shot with all you know all four feet off the ground. The cat looked fucking amazing. Do we know who actually started that Photoshop stuff? No, I do not know because the NRL themselves got that photo yeah. and tweeted it yeah. to Soward. Yeah. And he, again, gave credit to him as a... And who did that actual Soward one, though? Or who actually did it? I mean, I saw it sent to us and some variations sent to us, but do we know... Was it, it wasn't one of our guys that actually did it, though. What? Don't know. If it was, put your hand up. It would be properly credited. The one that I didn't see, which would have been good, I mean, you, you could have easily got the fucking... The, the kid on the back, like, and never any story. Like just you could have photoshopped him directly directly onto the cat. <laughs> you don't you don't mess with perfection. 
What's perfection? The James Yard one. one. I was going to say, don't, don't talk and about that. And the soured one story. turned into one with him with two revolvers in his hand. Yeah, and I, have, I don't know if Norts did that one or if he found it and just sent it to us. That was cool. Because it was kind of like it wasn't, that wasn't quality photoshopping. That was like gun emojis stuck on top of the hands. <laughs> like, like <laughs> Probably Saguna. <laughs> Probably, yeah, possibly. Oh, there's no egg It would have been eggplants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there would have been an eggplant on the, you know, the groin. Or you know, the, the cat would have had an eggplant. <laughs> Hey, Jamie, can you please stop going pew, pew, pew and go eggplant, eggplant, eggplant? Um, but you see, like, the fucking dude, the Bondi vets tweet him going, if you need help, fucking finding the, you know, getting the cat in, you know, I'll fucking help you. And, you know, just, it became one of those things. Mm, yeah, good, bring people together. Distract them from the terrible results. Much, much prefer we actually won fucking football <laughs> games. There is, and, you know, Penrith fan, friend of the show, and all-round nice guy... Perm mm-hmm. said it beautifully when we were chatting about this game. He said, "We he's pretty much in worst fear um, territory from when Griffin was signed, and that's exactly how I am on this. It, rugby league, at its purest form, is a simple fucking game, and there are two sides: where there's attack and there's defence." And three sides if you count sex tapes. Um, but yes, we have a team who's who exceeds at, at that unstructured style of attacking football. Mm-hmm. You cannot then have an unstructured defence. Well, no. Nobody knows what their fucking job is in defence. There's literally one time in history when a team with that <laughs> attitude has ever succeeded. Exactly. Ever. Exactly. So, um, no. And you you can't have players who aren't 100% on their job. If you look at the successful teams in the last five years, Mm -hmm. the one thing they've all got in common is that they were well drilled, which means that when they were fatigued, that when stuff got confusing... They had something to default to. Exactly. That was solid as fuck. Exactly. And and there is nothing of the sort like that in Penrith at the moment. Right. To go up against... And, and you know, I saw the shit. Yeah, oh, well, we've got no Moylan. Um, we had no Mansour. And, we've, look, we've got other injuries. We've got, um, you know, Tamari Martin's out and um, uh, Hiku's out and all that stuff. I don't care. They may be now forever. You, yeah. You, you prepare your team, mm-hmm. you know, and, and your defensive structure, again, it's not like you're writing defensive plays and and different formations as you Some do guys attack. Some don't know what the... Yeah, and, you know, the whole thing comes down because one person doesn't know what the fuck he's supposed to be doing. That's it. Yeah. Oh, fuck, they called Sparrow. Does that mean left or right? Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Um, the, the only thing that really should suffer when you got those players out is your attack. Yeah. And if we'd have gone into that game and the the attack wasn't brilliant, there was... You know, one, one of the tries was off a, a crash ball, which which is the, the simplest yeah. play in the world. Um, but the defence shouldn't be like it is. Yeah. Ben Barber should not be able to make a break and then have three players so unaware of where the other one is yeah. that they all just pretty much Keith pat him, pat him on the back as, yeah. as he goes through. Yeah. It's absolutely fucking farcical. And the best offence in the world is no fucking good to us if there's no backup in defence. And the players don't seem to realise that if they want to make the eight, and when we've been lucky, we've sat around that sort of, you know, sixth, seventh yeah. spot 
most of the year, then they probably fooled themselves. Oh, Parramatta's above us, and we'll, we'll yeah, slide up there. Slide, yeah. Where are you now, motherfuckers? <clears throat> yep. There needs to be something done very fucking soon about the structure of that team, or all that fucking Griffin's legacy is going to be is fucking the heads of some bright young players. Much like he fucked the heads of Brisbane. <sighs> like, it, and, <laughs> and for someone like Phil Gould, who is usually... Something has fucking happened there, and I would love to get the real story. We'll never, will we ever hear it? I don't know. But I can't believe how readily accepted that move was was by the fan base and by the media in general and no one fucking just kept digging to say no seriously you had a really badly injury injury affected season the team didn't look that bad you know really in the scheme of things and and I remember you've got a coach that's renowned as like he's clearly a fucking great coach why the sudden who, move when there was no whispers about it or anything it was just like one day he's who, fucking gone who took a team of fucking half nobodies to yep. within one game of the grand final yep it's you know uh, and then there was something around well look yeah I know we've got injuries but at the end of the day we're a professional sporting club and you've got to learn to deal with that yeah but, you know ju- just as you've yeah. got your fucking it's a results driven business yep. yep fucking right now he is a professional coach and yeah. even though we had players out he has to he be has able to, to make, deal with it. He has to work miracles. Well, no, he doesn't, he doesn't have to fucking work miracles, but he has to be able to deal with it. Yeah, that was that's the official line, and like, I, I don't fucking believe it. I do not believe it. It's It just seems really fucking weird, and it wasn't like... When that sort of verdict is given by the, you know, the guy who's making the decisions, that sort of verdict usually comes after six months of speculation of, like, this is going to happen if this doesn't change. And there was nothing. The season yeah. was pretty much... The season was done... And it was, and then all of a sudden one day it's like, oh yeah, he's flicked. And you're like, yeah. huh? Yeah. There's like zero fucking rumblings a week out. It may very well be something as simple as, you know, Ivan, your boy's going to be ready in the next couple of years. You you know you can't coach him yet. I don't know why we seem to have fucking incredible success with father son coaching teams. <laughs> Worked beautifully for us previously, um, but it it's it's one of those things that I. I really hope that there are, and and from everything you hear, Gus isn't the sort of man to 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 shirk a tough conversation. I hope there are some very fucking tough conversations going around with coaching staff at parents at the moment. Yeah, and also with up and coming players. Not saying that they don't have any effort, and I'm not saying that they're not trying their guts out. Yeah but about their structure and their discipline and how they go into games with their attitude. Yep. Because there's nothing worse for a player's career than, you know, getting your NRL debut, playing half a season, then getting dropped again back to obscurity. Yep. It, uh, it, it's <clears throat> tough. Yep. So, um, well done, Sharks. Yeah. Big, big, uh, big tangent there. But anyway, Wally Frogmore, I heard there was a cat running on the field during the Panthers game, but I thought Moreland was out for origin. Uh, Jamie Souths, cat in the hat. Yeah. So if you wanted that one to be funny, but he's no because Jamie Souths is a non-entity now. No, well, if you wanted that one to be fucking funny, should have said I thought Souths had gone to England. He talked, yeah, we talked, yeah. Well, maybe so, but um, instead he decided to target Moylan because Moylan deserves it more. Fucking Moylan deserves it more. 
He deserves a fucking kicking, and he's going to get a massive kicking on Thursday too. Holy fuck! Yeah, I hope he's ready. I hope he's deleted. I mean, if he's got his social media, he's, <laughs> anything that he's likely to see, he needs to delete the shit right now because <laughs> it's going to get fucking ugly. <laughs> ben R forty seven. Brad Fittler pulled a Rabs and called a Wanga Blake Sisawanga. <laughs> Ash this week in Rabs. Luke Shark seventy four. He, he also been, just on that note, yeah, called uh, Lani Latu. Latu Lani, <laughs> which is still the same person. But, yeah. <laughs> Luke Shark 74, having to dip into the reserve stores for this week's bag of dicks. Hash a global bag of dick shortage. Hash pepper cat. Hash up up granola. Hash 21 in a row. Settle the fuck down, son. You, you know what? There are some fucking Icarus motherfuckers out there. Oh, they will, you know, let them, let them enjoy it. They've got, they clearly forget what happened in 2008. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, you know, one thing to go in there and, you know, tantalizingly close to, the, to your dreams. And they get absolutely fucking blanked. Cruzy06. Even though the Sharks have another win and another special edition memorabilia release, is that Black Cat an omen for the end? Hmm. Jim Man Bear Pig. Part one of two. Ode to the uh, Panther Sharks games. Heartache overrated. To the cheerleaders, I masturbated. Shot my load, I was sated. For an explanation, my wife waited. Special K defense was ill fated. I thought Valentine Holmes had scored, so I celebrated. Poetic. The Blue Steelers. At least the Panthers fan, the Panthers left fans collective anuses in peace tonight. Hash can eat chili again. <laughs> Hash did. where do I get my bag? Hash <laughs> of dicks cunts. Yes. <laughs> and Monday night for bitch. The Canberra Raiders twenty six defeated the North Queensland Cowboys twelve. Down at GIO crowd of under eight and a half thousand. Um, no doubt Canberra's getting to that stage of the year where it's cold as fuck and people Canberra don't want to be Canberra in Canberra is a thing. Uh, yep, the thing is uh, is real. Canberra's twenty six. Whiten got a double. Josh Hodgson Aiden sees also with tries. Croker three or four conversions and a couple of penalty goals. Cowboys twelve came tries to Cohen Hess and Josh Chudley. Uh, Ethan Lowe two of two conversions. It's been 24 hours since that game mm-hmm. I haven't seen Chudley being called the next somebody have you? no which I think is an absolute fucking record still- <laughs> what about Hess though too I mean I saw there's so much Bundaberg love on the timeline <laughs> when he scored yeah it's an uh, unfortunate surname which on Chudley? Hess Hess why is it unfortunate? oh you know the war criminal yeah but come on now you got to shut the door on that shit eventually. It's only been like fucking 60, 70 years. <laughs> it's not like his name's Hitler. You know what I mean? It's like... <laughs> or Goering or, you know, Goebbels or something. I mean, they're like, you know, they're the more like the A-listers when it comes to kicking, <laughs> kicking people in the ovens. Like... <laughs> Would that be the next deal breaker? It's revealed that Corey Norman's family 20 years ago changed their surname to Norman from Goebbels. <laughs> It's possible. <coughs> yeah, there you oh, go. Yeah, oh, yeah. One, of, one of my best friends in school, his his last name was Nelson. And um but he was completely purebred German. And as it turns out that his family they moved to New Zealand at one point, uh, before they moved to Australia and he's basically just changed the name from like Reinhardt to, to, to Nelson. <laughs> <coughs> so like the um You never know when you've got the when you've got these more criminals in your midst, that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Canberra seem to have arrested that um, that second twenty slump they've had, where where they've been leaking a lot of points. Yeah. And given given it was against a less than perfect Cowboys outfit, very de- very depleted Origin. Yeah, um, but the 
the fact that the Cowboys stuck in there for the first half, and yep. for the majority of the first half, looked to be in the contest, um, made for some some fairly entertaining viewing. And even with all of their origin stars out, you know, you still had Tom Lolo running absolute yep. fucking riot yep. through the middle, and and Lockie Coot, I think, was in a, a better position this week without number six on his back, whereas he could still play his natural role at fullback, but just be more involved in each set from an attacking point of view. Can I just get a clarif- point of clarification here? You were happy with Lockie Coote's performance in this Fucking game. Fucking love me some cooties. I know you love I know, but I mean, this particular game... Oh, no, no. He's still it, up in his shit. No, he he looked. He just looked more comfortable than he did last time they had uh, Origin players out where they stuck him in the number six. Yeah. So okay. he was improved from that game. Yeah, I thought, I thought he was pretty fucking poor. To be he's, look, he, he's not a a natural half. Good player. Um, Sorry, what? Um, but uh, he'll, you know, obviously he works much better as an option when Thurston's involved as opposed to being yeah. the main man himself. Yeah, yeah. Um, But the, the Cowboys really showed what it means to lose a powerful forward pack. You know, again, as we spoke about at the beginning of the show with, with underrated players, um, a, a quality forward pack like they have is... I'd, I'd say at least fifty percent of their success. Yeah, but I, I also would say I mean, we everyone knows that. That's like the, the, there's there's nothing underrated about. That. Man, <laughs> I still know those guys. I still shit. see a lot of junk out there of you know brick walls. Yeah, you can run into things. Um, yeah, you know, back backs can do anything. Three times better than forwards can do. Oh, yeah, Why don't he? Who says that stuff? Man, there's a lot of shit on Twitter. Oh, you know. Yeah, there is a lot of gee, shit. They, Correct. They they spread the ball early and 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 made forty meters. Gee, what an original thought. You know, shit like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, the the Raiders fucking Kurt Baptiste. How old's he now? It's it's hard to tell, isn't it? Is is he the world's Oldest young man or the world's youngest old man? This is the thing. It's one of these. It's it's like that Jamie Lyon thing. Like, yeah. is he like skinny fat or is he like a fat dude? Like, you know, like I, I don't know. Some things aren't meant to be known. <laughs> <laughs> like um, who who had the had the fucking had the, the the Egyptians get those big ass blocks up there to make the pyramids? I don't know. Magnets. How do I they work? I, I, I don't know. Um, but Why it, do cucumbers taste better pickled? I, there are things that the human we haven't opened our minds up enough to understand. Like, you know. Maybe future generations. You know what? Yeah. All the time that you were saying that, yeah, it was replaying in my head with Morgan Freeman saying it, <laughs> and it was fantastic. <laughs> you know what I'm thinking now? I'm thinking of that. I'm thinking of that fucking um, that uh, incredible thoughts song. Yeah. <laughs> if a butterfly was made out of butter. <laughs> Some of these thoughts could kill Big Brother. <laughs> um, but um, no, the, the the Raiders again across the park look fairly good. Um, Blake Austin seems to have gotten over his injury and and seems to be back to his rampaging best. Yep. Uh, and and he's at his best when he's just running at the line. He's pillaging best. He, he's, he's raping and pillaging best, I suppose. Yeah, nice. He's going to be the Techno Viking. Um, so I think again, you know, the the Raiders find themselves one point out of the top four mm-hmm. going into that post-origin period. So I think uh, good old Sticky would be absolutely delighted 
with where they find himself. And gee, hasn't the whole Ricky Stewart is a fucking terrible coach piss that cunt off? Hasn't that talk really subsided a lot in the last couple of months? <laughs> <laughs> you can nearly find a <laughs> a bad word said about the man Master now. Coach, <laughs> yeah, you remember him? You remember he, he he won premierships with the Roosters. Great coach. <laughs> we're glad, we're lucky to have him. Premiership winning super coach. I mean, you remember that, that, that when he started his career and he was like undefeated in every grade for years. Like, Do you know what else? You know you know what else Ricky Stewart can be thankful. That NRL rookie show. He was on the yeah. original pilot. That's right, and they pissed him. They pissed him off there, and like, and, and like I've heard some things about that show. I don't yeah. think I'm allowed to say them though. But um, offline, there's been some offline. creative fucking editing on that show, and I believe there's some problems with the person who wins. <laughs> Just put it that way. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, oh, that reminds me of another thing I heard. That I can't say. Fuck. There's some good stuff came across my desk this week. Sensational. <laughs> like, like, like you go, which Queensland player? Which Queensland State of Origin player yeah. got the clap and trying to get the like, team doctor to, to, to get the, the medication <laughs> through because he didn't want to go to a doctor and, and front up about it. Mysteries. Really? Legit streets. <laughs> yeah, so. why, is, why is it an embarrassment to go to the doctor and say, I need some penicillin? Don't. I've done it. Don't ask me. Ask your first try scorer. Now, um... <laughs> tweets Andy Kintz Cracker Raiders game tonight not a full 80 but two points Rick Tastic win and a white on game <laughs> look I hope I said that correctly in, for you mate because it was very it was very visual and, and punny I had to you know in Gus we trust I got on white and first try scorer after Gus picked him on Twitter yeah enough shit to all you cunts that are blocked because white got paid and so did Jay yeah, what was I mean, realistically? I mean, he would have wouldn't have been like more I think than like it was seven like, bucks. Or yeah, something, I think right? it was six fifty. I was gonna say he would have been one of the more favoured options, right? It's not putting me in a different tax bracket. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I didn't realise that Gus had blocked me until you you sort of you know quote tweeted it, and I was like, oh, what did he say? And I clicked it. <laughs> You've been blocked at the request. Yeah, fuck Gus, yourself, you fat cunt. Gus, I know you listen to the show. I'm tired of getting blocked. Dead set. Just I'm doing nothing. I'm just fucking trying to live my life. <laughs> I'm trying to bring podcast. Oh, I could live very easily. I mean, it's very since whatever the update that happened with Twitter about a month ago, it's made it's made my life a lot better because I remember in the past you'd block someone or they'd block you, but you'd still see their shit retweeted from someone else, Ooh. and you're just like, look, everyone's blocked each other here. Can can I just not be fucking reminded that you, yeah. your dumbass exists at yeah. all? But now it's great because that actually it, it effectively works like that. Nice, and it's good because then you find out when you're blocked to in these cases where you don't even realise it. But um, you know, fuck you guys, um, Jamie. Look, Jamie, I, I want to shout out your Twitter account, but it's really fucking hard to tell how many underscores you've got in here. But it's Jamie, and then you know at least two, maybe three underscores, and B. Uh, feels weird beating up on limbless cowboys but I've had far too much pain in the last 10 years to care tonight hashtag cash checks and uh, a fantasy un- underscore NRL CEO which is also Jamie from another account uh, apart from one try assist Jay's love child coot was poor tonight on the other side white and cash checks and smashed blokes and I thought, oh, speaking of smashing blokes I was going to say did we talk Kyle, about the charge Kyle, Kyle Felt's going to fucking spend some time on the sidelines three weeks minimum Minimum, like people are sort of talking like this is but, probably worth fiver. Yeah. Well, they're saying with an early guilty plea, he'll get three. Yeah. If he contests and well, okay, loses, he's not going to contest. No. no, he's just like three. But it was, a f- yeah, it was, it, it was, was brutal and cheap. 
Yeah, yeah. He's brutal off, and cheap. Late, off the ball, high, and a shoulder charge. He pretty much ticked all and, the boxes. And not even the chance of having the... Look, I'd, on, I'm sorry, I made a mistake. I pulled I up Morano, yeah. Well, no, I thought he was going to hit the ball. Because the yeah. ball was passed. He was past him, and, like... Up and over. It went up yeah. his head. Yeah. Like, it was a high float up. When I saw that, it never looked like there was any any mistake that, you know, that he was going to get the ball. No. no none, never none at whatsoever. all. Yeah. And, it, and again, you're like, you know, cheap shots are exactly that. They're cheap. But yep. it wasn't even as if it was, you know, if, maybe if... You could claim accident or timing or, you know... Falling into if you were playing, sort of thing playing Penrith play. a couple of weeks ago, that's the perfect thing to do to Jamie Soward at the beginning of the game. Yeah, <laughs> like it, he he wasn't going to win them the game by taking Croker out for the last no. forty seconds. No, that's right. No, so, no it was then literally in the eightieth minute of the game. Yeah. So you know, crazy. Um, where are we? Arpops. To quote my mate at Azzy Nine AU, Ray Thompson makes Glenn Hall look like Wally Lewis. I agree. He simply cannot execute. Mm. It's true. There's a glimpse into life after Thurston, I suppose. I mean, like, Morgan's good and all, but... How many years has he got left? I have no idea. It doesn't feel like anything's imminent, though. You know what I mean? Like, did you, like you don't... I don't see him... It's, it's one of those guys, though, too. Like, I guess, like, Lockyer and that, where you just think, you don't think about there being a finish line. The, the difference with Lockyer, though, was as Lockyer's career got on... He injected himself less and less and less into a game, yeah, yeah. and and that became one of his his hallmarks. He, he knew yeah. when to okay, yep, give me the ball in this one and yep. get it on. Thurston, I don't think. Look, if you'd asked me this a couple of years ago, I would have said he doesn't have long left because yeah. he had those those years where he was injured for yeah. for six seven weeks at a time and yeah. was always going down. But yeah, I I, I don't see it. I think he can do that. Like like you said, I think he can. Yeah. You let Morgan take the wheel. As long as there's family with uh, Chrissy Sandow addictions, <laughs> he'll be playing. He's got to keep earning. Uh, and this this Glenn Hall thing is funny. Like I know I know that that uh, that our pops hates Glenn Hall, but fuck, I was watching a YouTube video of the 2008 final series with Manly. Oh fuck, he was amazing. And in the, <laughs> and, and this try he set up with his rampaging run where he just fucking clean line break. <laughs> Selective passing, like oh, it was just just fucking outstanding. I mean, you, need, you need to look at that premiership, fucking winning god, and uh, and then like I said, he brought that premiership fucking culture to the Cowboys. So you better put some respect on it. At Ben R forty seven, the Cowboys proving yet again they can't win without their origin stars. Well, yeah, they've they've been ambushed pretty much. Like they've this whole origin period for them, yeah. they've, they've been ambushed by teams that don't fucking deserve it at, in, at, and away from home. And, and let's be know. frank, yeah. losing one Queensland origin player yeah. is probably worth the same as the Sharks losing all of theirs. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> with our fucking selections. Harsh. And, of course, the uh, Broncos, Manly, Storm, Gold Coast, Knights, Dragons, Rabbitohs, and Warriors, all with buys that round. Previews for the uh, upcoming games, and, of course, we've got Origin as well, uh, tomorrow night as we're recording the show. Um, look, honestly... With this whole fucking Moreland to five eight thing, someone I believe it was, I know I, I'm trying to think which handle he did it from. I want to give him the appropriate credit, but it was um, it's boy Nick Campo uh, and Footy Facts 
uh, on on Twitter as well. I can't fucking remember his exact handles, though, unfortunately. But he, um, you, you guys know who he is. Um, yeah, he writes. Yeah, he's a journalist, and uh, and but he said something. I'm paraphrasing this because I'm going off my memory. But he said that the problem about New South Wales is says they pick players and they put them into the positions where they where they like where they'd like them where they want them to be, not what where they actually yeah. you know not where they, what they're actually yeah. good at you know yep. like where they where they think that they should be or where they want them to be. That's it. It's oh, like look, wishes, you know. I know you're a fullback and you're not the state's best fullback. Um, we think you can be a five eight and we want you to fill that role. Yeah. So go. Can you imagine that in the real world. <laughs> Some <laughs> fucker goes for a job as a. a truck driver and they're like look I think you got a fucking promising future in brain surgery sir <laughs> I think if you got on the tools <laughs> and would have just, just opened that fucking dome up and I think you could do some magical shit you ever heard the expression it's not brain surgery yeah <laughs> it's not <laughs> <laughs> so and that's all I just feel like that I mean just Moylan, it's like the progression. Moylan, he's a, he's a young Darren Lockyer, so therefore he has to be fullback that pr- migrates to, to 5.8. Yeah. Has to. It's just because how can you and, be a young Darren Lockyer if you don't do that, and that's that the thing. transition? He, his kicking game, his attacking short kicking game isn't developed. Mm-hmm. He's not going to be running at the line, you know, breaking through and, exactly. and then throwing passes. He's like baby giraffe. He's, he gets monstered at his level. He is a sweeping ball-playing fullback. Who has no position, in, no no business being in the middle of the field? Mm-hmm. It, it's fucking ridiculous, and I'm happy that this means we will hopefully see the end of fucking Laurie Daly. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, we will. Well, we definitely have seen the end of Paul Gallen and Sky Blue Jersey. Yep. And and if somehow Farrow could become crossed, a casualty, that, then, yeah, yeah, keep fucking Robbie Farrow back out of New South Wales. And you know, keep you, you know, keep you guys, your performers. Like Maloney, he's bought himself another series for sure. Yep. Um, hopefully, Wade Frizzle. Graham dominates. Frizzle Manizzle, he's he's there. Jackson, yep. he was great. He's yep. he stays. He stays. Yep. Tedesco, I'm hoping he he delivers what we expect from yep. him. I hope he stays. Um, other than that, Jack Bird, I hope he develops and comes yep. on board. Um, Tamau, obviously, he can stay there. He's been quite good. Um, Fafita has potential to be good if you know yeah, lays up fucking schnitties. I was, was going to say, still being such a lazy cunt. Yeah, Clemmer, he's got the potential to you know be one of these guys. He to could stay be an animal. Too. Yeah, he, he, I mean, I, I see him as like you know like a I don't know like a potential sort of O'Mealy sort of you know yeah, dude. That's you know? it. But, um, and not just because he's bald. Just yeah, just that that young little cunt. Yeah, just you know? just that angry. I will fucking run at you yeah. and run at you and run at you and run at you. Yeah. Um, everyone and, else yeah. can fucking get in the sea. Now look at that back line, with the exception of, of Maloney and Tedesco. And dead set. <laughs> fucking justify your existence, oh, all it, you cunts. Seriously. I don't think they can. No. Nah. So, Ferguson. Should never been picked. Dugan. Him. It's like, it's Ferguson. It, like they picked, remember they picked Ferguson and Dugan, and that was, it was like, oh, the bad boys off the rooftop, they're fucking, they're back together again. Reunited. And then, and then so then he goes out and fingers a chick against their will, and, you know, that whole yeah. thing's thrown into disaster. Yeah. And it's like, they still know, but no, oh, hey, they're eligible yeah. again, let's let's get the fucking and, rooftop boys back in the And house. nothing to do with club allegiance. Yeah. I don't think Mansour disgraced himself yeah, no, he's he's okay. Well, well he's, he's he, didn't, he, didn't dis- he definitely didn't disgrace himself. And playing outside Michael Jennings. Yeah. Well, he was never, was, you know. Yeah. Um, Gandalf Jennings. Yeah. So, um, I, I think he's there for a purpose to, you know, score some strong tries if he needs to, and and also to do a little bit of work in the middle of the field when the forwards get tired. Innovative idea. Maybe get him some more 
The only ball, I, I, honestly, the only ball I remember Mansell getting was when he was bringing it back off a fucking kick at the yep. end of Queensland set. That's it. And maybe like you know picking it up from dummy half and like you know taking a load off yeah. the forward, you know, That's in that it. sort of scenario. So I don't know. Maybe let's see what he can do, mate. I see Queensland winning this one and winning it Me too. convincingly. Me too. And so hopefully it brings you know opens the door for like the turbos, turbos, and you know some of these guys getting in there Fucking and uh, a bit of fresh blood and Toddy Turbo won't play Origin. Tommy, Toddy, Tommy will be the he'll he'll be the he'll be the the Origin Origin fullback that plays on the wing in well, Easter Cup. He's, he's changed his name out of his love for Todd Burns. He doesn't love Todd. He Todd does. Burn. He doesn't like Todd Byrne. He's four Burns. He's modelled his whole fucking career after him. Ignoramus. Scott, Scott Sattler was fucking shopping at Westfields and he ran past him going, chase me, chase me. Uh, and this is even after you saw him. He with pinched... One, with, with one ankle he requiring surgery... He with one With one ankle requiring surgery at the end of the season. There's a way he fucking gave fucking Cleaver Firefly Law a fucking half a field head start and still mowed the cunt down. He, he stole... Relax. He stole Sattler's wife's handbag just so he'd chase him. Your vendetta against against Tommy Turbo is just... Is quite frankly ridiculous. And you've got bigger fish to fry with this moiling cunt staring you in the face. Your personal shame is going to come back to kill you by about fucking 10.30pm on Wednesday night. Fuck. As long as he gets out uninjured. <laughs> That's a yeah, big gift. You'd, ra- you, fucking- you'd rather have this healthy shell of a fucking boy that's just been ruined, <laughs> ruined for the sport of rugby league. And you know what? It only gets worse because he's not going back to a coach that has any sort of idea about the game at all. He'll be under the post after... He'll be under the post. Like, they'll be... Yeah, Pendrill will get a a try put on him (laughs) in the next round and uh, the next game they play and he'll be there and then they'll they'll score and they'll be under the post. Like, you know, the captain's fucking barking like and he's just like... You see, just just in his eyes, he's just just his fucking choppers. And he's just off in fucking... um, (laughs) He's just getting absolutely beast-fucked. Queensland. just... (laughs) He's back, and all of a sudden there's just blood streaming at the same time, just from the nose and the tear ducts and out of the ears. That's why we're laughing at that. It's terrible for the young fella. Um, Until the black cat comes up and just licks a little bit of it. (laughs) The black cat goes, Slide. (laughs) And then the whole time it was more than spirit animal. Fucking lot of there are a lot of references this year, just like from a very wide, <laughs> lots of references. So if you're still with us after all of that, I see what people are saying, and the people is gone. Yeah, okay, tick 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 tick. Wow, Glenn would have just fucking killed himself. Uh, Friday night football, uh, St George Illawarra Dragons take on the Gold Coast Titans. Wow, what a marquee matchup. Mm. Um, so Dragons before the bye, absolute diabolical, fucking carve carved by the resurgence of the Eagles. The Titans template, you know, staying with it, doing better than we thought, not having enough to get but, over. Yeah, couldn't the end. quite get it done. Couldn't quite get the job done. This one, I think the Titans. This is a chance for them to get, you know, back on track. Yeah, this is their get stepping stone. Dragons, are, they're fucking. They're, I reckon they're shot. Yeah, I feel like they're fucking shot. And if teams can't beat them, then that's on them. I now, think they're ripe for the picking. Frizzell and Dugan. Have been named, yeah, and they'll play. You know, um, they get broken fucking legs or something. I mean, they'll I think, play. I think Frizzell will be fine. I don't think he's the yeah. injury one yeah. to have to worry about. Um, but you know, for a forward, more more than most, it's going to take it out of yeah. him. Um, Just uh, take Dugan out of their side, and they've got less than nothing. 
fucking Ryan James another three point performance yeah get this Dally M campaign back on uh, back on track yeah fuck yeah the Mighty Manly Seagulls take on the Warriors over in Perth potentially scouting for future homes for the Eels um and Manly side let's see what we've got this week I've just had to have a look at it because it's the first time Brad Parker on the wing so <laughs> look I feel like a I feel like a terrible shit cunt saying this but jeez, we're going to miss a fucking Willie Harvey. <laughs> <laughs> this is what fucking 2016 has reduced me to. <laughs> they do have the fucking... Is the, this Stockholm Syndrome? <laughs> this, uh, I mean, look, on the plus side, I mean, uh, it's unfortunate that, uh, that uh, Matty Parcell's not back yet. However, based on the great performance against the Dragons in the last game they played... I think the bench is okay, and the Packers is okay, and the halves are obviously great. I mean, it's the optimal halves combination that we can that we can put together this season. So it just comes down to this back line. I mean, if the guys can do the job, I'm sure if you know get the ball to to George and get the ball to Tommy Turbo, you sort it. Even Matty Wright's a good player. Brad Parker, I don't know anything about him. I mean, I've heard people who do sort of you know follow the the Reggie's. I mean, the Reggie side is absolutely diabolical. And he's apparently not terrific and his defence isn't great. So, you know, that's wonderful to hear when you're going up against the Warriors. Um, Lewis Brown, he's probably he's, he's, he's probably a better centre than he is in the pack. I mean, he's pretty fucking hopeless in the pack, to be honest. So, hmm. But, like, that's the, that, the back line doesn't give me a heck of a lot of confidence. However, the way that, like, the, the forwards lifted last time and the halves played and Tommy Turbo at the back, I still feel like they'll uh, you know, definitely be able to get the job done against the Warriors side that's... Put a bit of fucking kilometres in to get over this one. Lola Hayes on the bench. I don't care. Good. Why? They, they, what? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> this fucking McFaddy's guy. I mean, that's wow. it. The whole, the whole Harrell thing. Well, you know, results. The mm. dealing of with Harrell and a number of other players. I understand if the guy's got on a still knocks and Red Bulls, they need to be punished. That's great, but yeah. Harrell must have had just it must have been just a complete personal falling out with him as a coach, but to the point where he's like, "I'm not interested in fucking dealing with you. You're going to languish, cunt." And you I, know, I your heard, management will get the man, the message eventually, and we'll shop you. And believe me, we will not stand in your path. I, I heard that it was a passive aggressive thing. Okay, whether that's true or not, I don't know. I don't know how how reliable my source's source was. So that is yep. completely conjecture. Yep. You know, fourth hand information yeah. um, but it was just Connie basically thinking well I'm just going to be do as little as possible and scoot through and oh, okay. I'll fucking show you that you're a useless cunt and my failing will be your failing yeah yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so um, depending on rocks or diamonds the Warriors had had some moments of brilliance and I think it'll come down to how fit Sean Johnson is for them um, he, he was nursing was it a, a hip or a thigh before uh, before last yeah. week, um, if he's fully fit and and on song, then I, I think they've got enough strike power, especially with a little bit of inexperience in Manly's defensive line. Just what just remember what happened to happened to the Warriors you know, in the corresponding round last year. They were soaring, looking like you know. Who's your coach last year? Well, the fucking great, the great Jeff TV Esquire. Who's your coach this year? Fucking Baradius. You want to compare the two? No, I wasn't talking about coaching. This thing was this wasn't something coached. This was an event that happened on the field. 
they swept the fucking league. Sean Johnson and the Warriors season careered <laughs> from fucking guaranteed guaranteed top eight, yeah, potential top four, right. to yeah. fucking barely duking it out for the spoon. I've forgotten about that. Yeah. So, Ouch. so mate, if Johnny fucking sweeps the leg again this year, <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you can fucking smack yeah. your hands, rub your hands together all you like, <laughs> McFaddius. But it ain't going to heal your season. Um South Sydney Rabbitohs take on the Brisbane Broncos uh, Saturday evening down at ANZ. The uh, look I, at once. The look I said it last time. This time I mean it for sure. Surely, surely, this is the one. Like the Rabbitohs are a side that are f- massively under fucking performing. What's George Burgess in the seventeen? Didn't he? Oh, sure, I saw something about him. Or was, it, was it last weekend? Did he play for fucking Norths? Like, literally, he was like, he was sent to Reggie's. Really? Yeah. So, look, oh. I don't, if the Broncos can't, if this is not the one that fucking sets them somewhat yeah. towards right again, then I don't know what to say about these guys. I mean, they will, they should absolutely sleep. They need to win with. this game. They need to win it convincingly. Yep. Um, and... Yeah, they should do so, even backing up after Origin. Yep. Um, <clears throat> I agree. Uh, Newcastle Knights take on the Melbourne Storm at Hunter Stadium. Look, even post-Origin, even if the Knights pull <laughs> off one of the rare things where all of the stars align and they pl- actually play like a rugby league side, Sione Matadia in the 11. If anybody needs a short-term loan... To get on Melbourne, <laughs> hat trick to fucking Guni Gugu, or at least multiple tries of Guni Gugu. Maybe not a hat trick, but he's at least going to get a double. Um, come and see me oh, for very reasonable rates. Yeah, and uh, look, you know Cameron Smith. Yeah, you know maybe he's not going to be you know one hundred percent, but Cooper Cronk probably will be. And given that we, <laughs> given that we expect, given that we expect Queensland to win the game. And did I read somewhere Munster's back? He's uh, not not named, but uh, I also heard the same thing. But um, mm. he, he's he's not named as uh, the side I've got in front of me. But uh, geez, if he's back, shut the gate even more so. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see next year what um what Bellamy can do with um the love child of Drake and Craig David. Who's that? At our car. Oh look, he's 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 a young he's a young player, very fast, has a lot of potential, and he's going to be going to a coach that seems to milk extra potential out of people who have none, but also seems to smack the fuck out of egos. Yeah, I think yeah. Well, it's good. That's, oh, that's, yeah, that's yeah, seems to no, be one definitely. of the one of the things that he he, he can improve. But, so. but I'll be I'll be interested to see if he if you know takes it on board and, and rises to to new levels or uh, or if he um, falters. Yeah, I, I think you'll turn him into like you'll be like good good. Mm. You're telling me to go, you go, wow, that comes nice. awesome. Panthers, Panthers take on the Parramatta Eels Sunday afternoon, Channel 9 now. Muddy puddle. Look. Somehow we're fucking favourites for this game. Do they think that it's that, that <sighs> Parramatta have you know, received their, their penalty and sex tapes and whatnot all circling around them and that's going to throw them off? They, the way they dug in last week, all they've got to do is dig in like that and they're going to beat Penrith because Penrith will beat themselves. Give yeah, the opportunity. You know, agreed, hundred percent. So I'm not exactly sure. I'd, yeah, and I'm, I've I've heard nothing about the steady hand of Jeff Robson steering you the know, ship. I've I've heard nothing about this fucking experiment with Cartwright at six coming to a close. 
<laughs> it's just like Griffin's just like, oh, um, well, the kid loves to pass the fucking ball. Maybe we'll get it to him early so he doesn't do yeah. any traffic. <laughs> Let's take all of the advantages out of how he plays. Yeah, but also while mitigating all the, all the disadvantages of him like throwing it in traffic to someone else, <laughs> to the other team, or dropping it, or... Oh, the, you know. that, that's something he'd arrested, but, you know, he's he's not a number six. No. You know, um, no, he's not. And, well, the heartache is still on the team. There you go. Mansour and Moylan are named. DWZ's there. Blake's there. Um, yeah, so this... With it, without Cartwright car at the six, though, it's not a, it's not a terrible-looking side. I mean, obviously, yeah, it's down on troops, as you, as you always are. I mean, Penrith yeah. probably just accept that. That's the yeah. way it is. Um, Peachy's back in an extended bench. Um... I'd prefer him in the number six, to be quite honest. I, I saw I saw someone talking today about him, you know, being in nine. Peachy in the nine. Yeah, I, I don't know. No. It's, even if he was, it's not the worst thing to offer Peter Wallace to go to the six. No, it's he not. Fucking knows what he's doing. Like um, you know, at least he can draw well, on Wallace's, muscle memory. Of- yeah. <laughs> Wallace has been named. Doubtful he'll play. Yeah. I saw yeah. everywhere that the scans weren't uh, okay. So, weren't so good. Peachy to nine then, so, I guess. But um, yeah. It, Purely an attitude. If if yeah. we play with the attitude we had last week and the week before, then we will be absolutely rooted. Yeah, and I think if the Eels play with the attitude that they had last week, then I don't think it fucking matters Correct. what you do. City uh, Roosters taking on the Sharks. Monday night, Footbitch, Allianz Stadium, in front of a crowd of about 3,500 people. Um, look, provided there's not some massive catastrophe in the Sharks in origin, like just some some decimation with the, all the Sharks guys getting injured or uh, you know busted for pep busted, so, well yeah just busted up in general so that the, you know Flano may yeah. be tempted to you know give him a rest or whatever I think that I think they'll have their way with them but i tell you what even looking at that that Sharks squad without their origin players last week and I know we we were no sort of opposition for them yeah, yeah. In, in Penrith but um, I still think that team would come out and beat the Roosters just with muscle and structure. Yep. Um, you know, you, you're still looking at a a team that's got fucking jizz target homes. Yep. Um, you know, amongst others, so it's not like they're devoid of attacking prowess. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah look, I'm, ex- I'm expecting Sharks to win even though it's a Monday night, and that's always a trap game for teams that you know you would expect. Yeah. Again, if anybody uh, would like to borrow some money to multi Melbourne into Cronulla. Like you very reasonable rates. You <laughs> <laughs> fucking low track. And uh, the Raiders, Doggies, Cowboys and West Tigers have the, I guess, the last buys of the year. Yep. That is full time for episode 230. Thanks for listening, everyone. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter, so follow at TWI League. We're also on Facebook.com forward slash This Week in League. Make sure you hit the like button, share the post around, appreciate it. I don't think I put it up last week, it's fucking hammered. But um, busy, <laughs> not drunk. Um, <laughs> no, new, <laughs> no new reviews this week, so seriously. Told you. The X Factors are done. Disappointing. I mean, we're, getting, we're still getting plenty of submissions each week for the This Week in X Factor segment, but I mean, 
and like, look, you know, to be honest, I don't care if the reviews are full of X Factor stuff. I mean, that's oh, like motherfucking profit. It's, it's great. It's great trolling you about the X Factor thing, but really, with the reviews, we just we just want an you know, honest and honest and balanced assessment of the, where the show's at, and you know, to, to make it helpful for someone else who's looks in, looking at the show and going, "Wow, they've got fucking hundreds of reviews. What are they all about?" And go, "Oh, wow, this is amazing reviews. I must listen to this show." And uh, so yeah, that's that's what we're looking for. Um, Super coach, the groups at the moment, the Wendells in the lead, extending it. The Pool Sharks have moved up. NZ underscore Magpie fifty four in third. Ram and Robbo, he's going descending into the mines. Uh, Bobbers, Silver Foxes, Dave's Doggies, Too Much Tuners, Far Q All, and SFC round out the top ten. And tipping this round is not complete. The Origin uh, match does count. Uh, so we got a. Four-way tie at the top. Lemon, David Kingston, Desi's Ducks, and Whitey. Then two points back to JB. Another point back to Bulldog Wixie. Another point back to Axes On and SNS Marla. Another point back to Michael Rothery and Pud99. So it's good to see we've got four guys on top now at, at this stage. Um, if anyone's at the game tomorrow night, tell Matt Moylan to be fucking careful and go down and fucking... Get your rest called out too, because pretty much everybody who's a listener in New South Wales is going to be at the game because Sportsbet were just fucking throwing the, they were throwing the tickets yeah, out like you know, that's it. like 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 Sam at the fucking four floors of whores, <laughs> just fucking making it rain double passes to the Origin. So, um, <laughs> literally everyone I knew on Twitter that lives south of the Tweed and a couple north of the Tweed got free tickets from Sportsbet. So, um, <laughs> so if any of you are members of there, get get the rest fold out, get it on TV. Uh, we haven't had like an amazing ref fault sighting like we did last year with Trotters when he was on, you know, like behind Hindmarsh on television. Yeah, get him out. So yeah, get it out and uh, let's see what you can do. And uh, that's it. Talk to you next week. Later.